Hello, friends. This is Ted from Out of This World Radio, and I'm so glad you're all here today. And we're going to have a fantastic show, and um, I can't wait to, to have you all here. I want to thank everyone so much for their beautiful support. With today's show, we should have something uh, right around 1.36 billion listeners in over 100 countries with another 810 million uh, uh, benevolent souls living uh, li- listening to us off-planet. So we have a, we have a galactic-wide <laughs> audience today. Um, and I want to thank them, all of my friends in the Plidians and the Galactic Alliance, for all their fantastic and, and, and wonder, wonderful help. The purpose of my show is to make this world a much better and happier place. And I know that if we all work together, that we can and will make this planet a much better place. You know, this is the seventh time humanity on this planet has tried to ascend. Seven times. Well, there's been six times before this one. So this is the seventh times the charm, as they say. <laughs> so... We've been doing this for tens of thousands of years, and I think we're finally gonna, we're really finally gonna, gonna do it this time, my friends. Um, the um, I started this show back in uh, 2013 with the purpose of raising consciousness and helping people through the ascension. Now it's 10 years later, and we're f- we're actually doing it. We are raising conscious uh, the planet, the the consciousness of people on this planet is really going up. And I really want to thank my uh, friends in the Galactic Alliance as well as. Uh, Plidian Admiral Halosaurus and his wonderful crew um, uh, above Earth here, they've been bombarding this planet uh, with high-energy, positive light and love vibrations since November 2018, after the Paradise, California fires, which I know Don and Doug went through, um, uh, to raise consciousness and wake people up. And boy, are we getting woken up. i got to tell you, there's so much stuff going on today. But we've got an exciting show. And um, my um, shows are supported all by listener contributions. And if you'd like to contribute, please go to my BBS website, or you can go to my my website at outofthisworld1150.com and just contribute whatever you like is really appreciated. It helps keeps keeps us going here. We'll be talking this uh, during this first hour about my Galactic Wisdom Conference. That was on March 18th and 19th, but it was done all by Zoom. And so the good news is that no matter where you are in the world, if you've got access to a computer, you can uh, listen to all the shows for the next six months. And uh, as many times as you like as well. For those of you who registered for the um, for the conference uh, previously, if you had any problems with the links working, please email me at outofthisworld1150 <coughs> at gmail.com and we'll sort it out the all the replays for all the speakers should be available um, next week and so there will be a new password a new link in for that but you can watch everything for as many times as you like um, uh, for for the next six months so we had some incredible speakers there um, uh, Jerry Pollock uh, who was uh, who's one of the world's uh, most famous uh, water scientists uh, was there as well as Emmanuel Eiter He's a famous um, a philosopher of science located in Italy, talking about the, the new world and how we can all help with the ascension. We also had um, Judy Kelly, who I consider one of America's best psychics there as well. P. and Cullen, um, uh, they channel a group of six uh, Pleiadians called Larkma, or as they say, Larkma, because the Pleiadians speak in a, in a musical language. Um, it's not musical, meth- mathematical language. Um, and often at the end of their sentences and at the end of their words, they will have a higher pitched tone. It's really, it's really cool talking to the Pleiadians if you're able to do that. Um, most of the time, what I do now is I talk to them just telepathically through my heart mind. 
but um, but listening to them is a beautiful way of, of communicating as well. Their language, actually, um, the Cherokee. If you understand Cherokee, you'll understand a lot of the uh, the roots of Cherokee of the Native American language called Cherokee is actually from the Pleiades. They're from the Seven Sisters, and they tell you that too. I'm actually an enrolled member of the Cherokee, so I I know all about that. But uh, before we start, I have to I have to hit one of my um, tuning forks here. This is a 528 hertz tuning fork. I sell them on my website if you go to um, outofthisworldreadings.com and you'll find it. I think it's under miscellaneous. Um, uh, anyway, they're just $55 and when you hit this, this is the frequency is 528 hertz which is the same as um, the, it's the frequency of love. So this is a crystal from Lemuria. If I hit both together hope you can hear that okay. That's the frequency of love, my friends. And I think it's always a lot of fun to start your mornings off, to hit one of these things, to start your day. Okay. That's, that's the frequency of love. Isn't that nice to bathe yourself in that? Anyway, if you want one, just go to my website, outofthisworldreadings.com, and uh, I'd love to, love to send you one. I also have, uh, before we start, I've got a couple of books out. This is one... Um, that I published a few months ago called Journey to the Other Side, <coughs> Talking to Angels and Other Benevolent Beings. It's a how-to book on um, how to talk to your guardian angels. Um, this actually is a picture of an angel <coughs> that I photographed on a flight from uh, Vancouver, Canada to Tokyo, Japan, back in, I think it was 17 or 18. I was. It was really funny. I was, uh, I was way above the Pacific, about 35,000 feet. And I, I get a, I was woken up in the middle of the night, and my guides told me they said, "Ted, we want you to take a picture of the moon." So I I um, hung my I hung I put my my head outside the window. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that <laughs> at that altitude, but I did take a picture of the moon, and in the moon was an angel. This is an angel, and this is a this is love here. The pink represents love on both sides. And um, that's what was accompanying me on my trip across the Pacific uh, to Japan. But anyway, um, it's got lots of pictures of, um, of, of angels and spirits, as well as uh, lots of information on, on Sasquatch as well, and, um, and how to contact uh, the Galactic. So anyway, it's, a, it's an interesting book. It's just 20 bucks. And if you're interested in buying it, just go to my website, outofthisworldreadings.com. You can also get it on Amazon as well. Of course, my other book, um, Messages from the Masters, this is a book of messages from Albert, my dear friend Albert Einstein, President Kennedy, uh, uh, Nostradamus, and other great spirits on our beautiful, bright future. Everything that they told me in this book um, has come true so far, and there's actually more predictions in the book. And there's actually a separate timeline that um, had um, President Kennedy lived, we would have we would have gone into the fifth dimension we're doing that now, but we would have gone into the fifth dimension by 1970. Um, uh, there would have been no Vietnam War. Imagine that. Um, and uh, uh, the, a lot of things would have been different and much better than they are today. We wouldn't have had all the con conflicts in the Gulf Wars, for example. Um, the CIA would have been completely disbanded. That was one of the goals of President Kennedy back in the 60s was to get rid of that that Nazi organization. And... Um, but uh, they're going away. All the negatives are leaving this planet because the vibrations of the planet are getting so high, they won't be able to stay here much longer, which is good news. But if you'd like a copy of that book, that's just 20 bucks as well. And then finally, if you are in, in Germany or you speak German, 
This is my um, the English translation of my book with updates. Gigansveld um, der Einstein, the whole world is one was is one. That's published by Amra Publishers. Uh, I think they're out of Frankfurt, Munich. I'm not sure, Southern Germany somewhere. But they're, I know the publisher, a great guy. Uh, just go to Amra, A-M-R-A Publishers, and you can you can buy it there. I think it's just 22 euros. But it's a great book. I, I think you'll really enjoy it, and it's 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 a um, translation all all into Germany. So if you speak German, this is this you you want to get this. Um, I'm also I just learned last week that a friend has is uh, translating. He's almost completely translated um, my messages from the Master's book. Um, this book here completely into Spanish. So with updates. So if you do speak Spanish, um, that book should be available. Um, we should get it in print maybe in a month, two months. I'm not sure, maybe a month, but I'll let you know as soon as that, uh, as that um, comes out. We had um, all of that again is available on my website, Out of This World Readings. And I believe all these books as well are is uh, are, are available on on Amazon. So you can go to Amazon, just Google my name and or find my name, and you'll find my books as well. <coughs> the uh, <coughs> we just finished our conference here, and I have to tell you uh, an amazing thing. You know, you know, you know, you have freedom in the United States when only uh, one CIA agent shows up in the audience to try to disrupt things. In the past, there's been numerous agents from the deep state and the CIA trying to disrupt my conferences, but this one, we only had one. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> he started getting belligerent and swearing, and I and I told him, I said, "Look, this is a spiritual conference, and your behavior is inappropriate." So we excluded him, but. Um, but uh, it's the same thing on my trips, too. Um, I'll be going to uh, Mount Shasta um, this summer. I'll be going at the end of June, at the end of August. Last year, um, we had an amazing time. Everyone who went on the trips to Mount Shasta, everyone got a healing, um, got a really a good healing. Uh, one lady had, for example, was completely blind in one eye. She had her eyesight restored. Um, the uh, another lady had two cataracts in her eyes. The cataracts were dissolved, gone within about a day. Another woman had uh, Lyme's disease that was completely cured after 20 years. Um, another fellow had diverticulitis, which is an intestinal problem um, that was completely healed up. I believe in about four hours. Um, uh, another woman had scoliosis. She was a nurse from Southern California, curvature of the spine. She'd been in pain for many years, and she was. Uh, completely healed within a very short time. The way we do it, we do spiritual healing. We pray um, around a circle at special ley lines around the Mount, Mount, Mount Shasta, and Adama comes in and helps heal heal people. The um, I can't guarantee that everyone will get a healing if they go. It depends, a lot of, a lot depends on yourself, on you have to be a, a positive, high vibration and open to the healing. If you don't think you're gonna get a healing, if, you have, if you're negative and have a lot of doubts, you won't get a healing because you yourself can stop your your healing. But uh, if you're interested, just send me an email to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com or you can go to my website out of this world readings.com and under miscellaneous there'll, there'll be more information about the about the trips there. If you are a three letter agent, don't even bother to apply because I do read minds and the Pleiadians. Uh, and you have to be approved by the Pleiadians and the people of Telos before you go on any of my trips. If you're a negative agent, a neg negative entity, you don't come, and we, you will not be allowed on the trip. We've had so many problems. Uh, last year, 
<clears throat> the three-letter agencies tried to um, uh, eliminate me several times. Um, it wasn't much fun, but um, I made it through, and I'm protected now. So if you are interested, please uh, please send me an email. I'm happy to give you some more um, information. Um, there was a bit of a mistake um, on last week's show after uh, uh, on on Facebook. Um, and, uh, there was another show posted on my, on my website. That was with the Billy and Jane uh, show with, uh, Q or Dean McDaniels. Uh, that was a mistake. Uh, wasn't supposed to be there. I noticed on one of my, uh, Facebook uh, channels this morning that it was still listed there. So I had to, uh, had to take it off, but I, um, I just want to let people know that, uh, that wasn't my show and it was a mistake. Um, I have nothing to do with Billy and Jane and nothing to do with Mr. McDaniels uh, anymore. So, Anyway, and the second thing I wanted to tell people is that the, um, uh, as I said, the pre-records for the Galactic Wisdom Conference should be available in just a couple days, and um, I hope you enjoy it. We had a lot of speakers, over 20 hours actually, of people speaking, uh, which was um, which was a, a, a lot of fun. Had kind of a sad thing happen a couple days ago. I was uh, driving back to where I was living, and then I saw a lady. She was waiting for a bus. It looked like an older lady. And it was in, it was rainy. You know, it rains a lot here in the Northwest, and she suddenly just collapsed on the sidewalk. Well, just at that point, um, an ambulance just after that somebody called, and an ambulance tried to revive her, and she was dead. Uh, she's one of the ma- many examples of now died suddenly. And I was told later that she had taken the uh, the vaccine, and I was dead from it. Um, a lot of people that's happening a lot. Um, I, I felt sorry uh, for, for I feel sorry for her her and her family. Uh, the paramedics didn't know what to do. She just otherwise healthy older older lady just right on the sidewalk, and that was from the nanobots and the graphene in in these vaccines from the Pfizer vaccine. She taken the Pfizer, I was told, and um, that coagulated caused the blood clots, and she just died like that. But um, if if uh, if you have taken um, the shot, don't despair. There are natural remedies available. I've compiled a list of uh, free natural uh, and inexpensive natural remedies from various good medical doctors. Um, and if you like, just send me an email. I'm happy to send it to you uh, for free. There's no charge. I, I believe in trying to help people. So but you can write me at outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I'm happy to send it to anyone uh, who asks for it. Uh, there are remedies out there. Also, prayers do work. Um, I've gotten... Um, uh, uh, many, uh, uh, several healing prayers from Zora and the Hollow Earth. Wonderful man, um, who has given me some very strong healing prayers, which can be used to help um, help uh, help heal any shedding or or the vaccine if you've if you've taken it. The um, this is an exciting time for everyone. Um, it's also a very uh, challenging time, um, and I know, but I know that there's good good things ahead of us. Back in. Uh, 2015 is when I was first approached by Albert Einstein to write this book, as, as well as um, um, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Nostradamus, and President John F. Kennedy. They all asked me to write this book with their messages, um, and uh, so I did, and it's really their book, not so much mine. I was just the the telephone or the messenger, so to speak, uh, for, for uh, conveying these messages uh, to the world, but... Um, uh, I think um, it's it's amazing all the stuff going on right now. Oh my goodness, there's just so much going on. Um, but um, the good thing is 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 that people are really waking up, and um, I'm I'm very happy for that. Uh, 
I, I know that um, if we all work together, my friends, we will create a much better and, and happier world because that's our purpose here. This planet was created as, as, a, um, <clears throat> as a paradise. And that's the intent. That's the destiny of this planet. It's become a paradise for everyone living here on the planet. And so um, it's an exciting time to be alive. I want to tell people, too, that many people, many souls wanted to be here right now, um, but couldn't because there weren't enough bodies to go around. So here we are, and we're experiencing it right now. And I think one of the lessons to be learned from living here right now is to not trust government, not to trust big corporations, but rather <coughs> trust God and trust your heart mind. Trust the, trust, trust the, 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 the messages you get from your heart and from your soul as to what you should do every day. Um, and that's, um, your heart mind is, is, is something like 2,000 times. Sometimes some, some people have said it's 5,000 times stronger than your logical mind. So if you trust your heart mind, your intuition, you'll never go wrong. In my book, um, uh, Journey to the Other Side, um, I, I give people exercises, and I also have a mentoring program where I teach people how to talk to the other side. It's not that hard if you, you know, if you, if you, if you work at it. Um, everyone has the capability, I think, to be telepathic, to read others' minds, to time travel, to astral travel, to talk to spirits. Um, if you've lost a parent, for example, or a loved one, um, you can talk to them. And just because their body's gone does not mean that they're they're gone gone i mean that they're still there but they're in a in a higher dimension there's actually 12 different dimensions we exist here in the third we are actually now in the fourth uh we're going into the fifth and um uh there are 12 different dimensions with the 12th dimension as being the highest dimension where the supreme uh being resides or who the uh, benevolent soul who created um all that there is and the, the beautiful thing is that we all have, um, since we were created in God's image, we all have that spark of the creator within all of us. And if you tie into that spark, you can, you can, you can heal yourself. You can do miracles. Miracles are just another term for trying to explain things in the third dimension or fourth dimension that you don't understand because they're from the fifth dimension. Uh, when I was in Egypt, uh, gosh, it must have been 20, 23, 24 years ago, I was in a, a temple called Luxor in, in um, uh, south of Cairo. And in the temple itself, it said that uh, for, for medical doctors in ancient Egypt, for every disease, there was a dis-ease. There was a spiritual cause for, uh, for whatever physical problem um, people had. And so Egyptian doctors would always try to ad address the spiritual cause of whatever physical um, uh, condition people had, whether that be uh, cancer or whatever uh, they had wrong, was uh, there was always a disease or a spiritual reason for for the illness. And you'll see this this written on the temples of Luxor about five thousand years ago years ago that they wrote that. But it's very well known in Luxor about what they had written. And um, if you ever go to India, beautiful country. Uh, with in among the Hindus there, they if you explain like if you have a a physical condition, for example, or a spiritual condition, they will always ask, well, what did you do in your past life? Or they will try to determine what the spiritual reasons are for that particular physical or spiritual condition. I used to live in India back in the late 80s and 
spent about uh, two and a half years in New Delhi, India, beautiful town. Um, but uh, that's how people would, would talk about it then. And they would, um, they would always look at the spiritual causes for whatever happened to you. And it's interesting. It's an interesting way of, of uh, looking at life. I, uh, uh, living in India back then really opened up my mind to other possibilities and other consciousness um, as to what um, what's going on in the world. And I guess what you could say is that's that's when my um, that's when my um, my my spiritual awakening started was way back then. <clears throat> and I realized there were other realities, other dimensions, other ways of, of, of looking at things. Um, I'll never forget uh, the time I, I was living in a, in a in a place in New Delhi and outside outside of this area where I was living. Um, it was a it was a poorer area, and uh, there was a man who lived there who was a Hindu shaman healer, and he didn't speak a word of English. But he was a fascinating fellow. My friends took took me there. He said you must visit him, and I said okay. <laughs> so I visited him, and he took my hand like this, and he put his his hand on my uh, wrist like this, just for a minced instant, for about a minute. And then he took his hands like this and he started shaking his head because I had, I had uh, pretty bad tinnitus. I still have some tinnitus now, even after all these years. It's from a car accident where I was hit by a drunk driver back in January 1978. I was hit at 110 miles an hour where my jaw hit the steering wheel and split the jaw in half and it caused tinnitus in, um, in both ears. Well, over the years, I still have it, but it's gotten better. Um, but he had... He didn't speak a word of English, but he was a great healer, and he knew he knew exactly what I had instantaneously. And then he, so he had another fellow there translating for him, and he prescribed some um, herbs, and uh, and the herbs did did really help. But India is a fascinating country. Um, I think it's got uh, roots going absolutely going back to Mew and Lemuria, and that brings up another point because during my conference, I had a, a fabulous fellow named Samuel Chong. <coughs> Sam's from Los Angeles, and and he's been in, he's translated a book all about the Theabua uh, prophecies. Now you may ask, well, well, who are the Theabuas? Well, the Theabuas are our benevolent uh, species who helped seed this planet 1.35 billion years ago, and there's a book out called the Theabua prophecy, which uh, which uh, he translated from French into English and um, talked about the Abu prophecies and uh, the ancient history of humanity going back starting uh, 1.35 billion years ago <clears throat> all the way to the present. Now he's done a remarkable job because the book itself is what about 250-300 pages long but to encapsulate that much history in that short <laughs> of, a, of a book is just simply amazing. He talks about Mu for example which was a civilization that existed um, before, just before uh, Lemuria and Atlantis. It was a human civilization and no money was used. And he, he talked about going to a market in Mew and the civilization he visited, the market he visited was west of Western Australia, west of Perth and north toward India. So in that area, that's where Mew um, existed. And he talked about going into a market and people didn't use any any money to buy anything. Um, they it's kind of like a barter system. But if you didn't have any money, people just gave you things. 
and they would make things for the joy of making uh, others happy. And they knew that they would get repaid by God in the universe for doing good things for humanity. It was total uh, service to others rather than service to self. And that, that society lasted for many eons until it was destroyed by us, I believe, a series of earthquakes, uh, earth, earth calamities. But it was, an amazing, it was an amazing glimpse on how we might also um, structure human society here on this planet and as we shift into the fifth dimension and, belong, and beyond. Did you know that money itself is a reptilian concept engrafted upon this planet? Because uh, when we started out 1.35 billion years ago, we didn't use any money at all. And um, money is, is a concept, uh, is a reptilian concept. It's not used on any other human planet in this universe except here on Earth right now. In the future, President Kennedy has told me that we will have free energy and we will learn to heal ourselves so the current, we won't, we won't, pay like a medical doctor so much um, for, for healing, but we'll, we'll learn to heal ourselves with the help of the Supreme Being and higher, um, higher spiritual um, uh, angels to help heal ourselves, which is basically what happens right now when you go to Mount Shasta, because Adama and the, and the people of Telos will connect you with the God within you uh, to God to help, uh, help heal you of practically anything. I've seen the miracles occur there. Um, and, um, Miracle, lots of miracles uh, happen there, and uh, but you don't. Uh, on one hand, you don't. It's it's uh, Shasta's a good place. It's got lots of powerful energy, but you can also go. Um, you can also do this anywhere on the planet as long as you're in a high vibration connected to God. You can you can do the same kind of healing. I, I'm told, um, but I explain this a little bit um, in my book about connecting to source or, or God, if you will. But it does work, and it does, and I've seen the examples time and, and time again. There is a whole civilization, I should tell you all, um, um, below, um, below the surface of this planet. It's called the Hollow Earth. Many civilizations in there are, are located there. Uh, there's one beneath Mount Shasta with Adama and the people of Telos. Telos is a city, I think they've increased their population it was 1.5 million. Now it's I think it's gone to 1.7. 1. 1.7. It's it's a it's it's been growing since recently, but they exist in the fifth dimension, and they're the remnants of what was left over from Lemuria that was destroyed by the Atlanteans 12,500 years ago, and the Atlanteans tried to control planet Earth, um, and they ended up playing with uh, crystalline and nuclear uh, nuclear weapons. But, you know, as things go, they were on a dark side. They ended up destroying much of the planet. And the, um, the Lemurians had a, only a very short time. I'm told six or eight hours, uh, less than a day to get out. <coughs> so they managed to get out only 25,000 people. The rest perished, unfortunately. But they did get a lot of their technology, all their technology out, and they went into these caverns underneath Mount Shasta. And they basically live there now. They've lived there um, ever since. Um, they don't have a, they don't have a, um, a sun like we do. They do have an artificial sun and the, um, the light is golden. It's a golden light. And when you're down there, um, there's no shadow. It's kind of weird, but there's no shadow. But uh, what I like when I go down there, people are very high vibration. They look just like us, uh, except they're in a higher di dimension. 
and they have these fabulous healing healing chambers down there uh not unlike the um the med beds which should be coming out here one of these days it's hard to say when perhaps this this fall i'm not sure but um the 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 healing chambers are a place where you you go in like a it's a it's a a rose quartz colored uh, bathtub that you lay down in into and um they will bathe you in um yellow light of all things and some people describe it like a like jello um others just visualize could see this this beautiful yellow light coming in and they they can they can do miracle healings there and then when you get out you feel fantastic i've been in there before it's an amazing place um uh, back in um, 2018, uh, Adama helped um, get, he, he said that I'd been working uh, very hard um, for many years and I hadn't taken any breaks and my heart was wearing out, so he gave me a new heart, which was great. I appreciate him so much for doing that. And then the following year, <clears throat> he, he uh, restored my eyesight from 2050 uh, vision in one eye to 2010 in, in both eyes. So. Um, it's a place of it's a uh, absolute place of miracles, but uh, the the healing chambers um, in Telos are, are really amazing. Um, there's a there's a main central plaza in the city of Telos, and it looks like um, like a little town in Switzerland um, with the steep mountainsides. I've got a lot of pine trees there. All the buildings are have this white color, and the plaza itself is is white. And when you go there, the people are all extremely friendly. They uh, communicate telepathically both the men and women have these long white robes robes on the men have these long beards so if you were a barber or a hairdresser in um well especially if you're a barber for a man if you were a barber in uh tell us you probably wouldn't get many clients <laughs> not very often anyway because the guys i saw all, all had long beards but uh, anyway they're very nice very gentle very beautiful people and um, as you go into the main main plaza, Adama will usually meet you there. And if you want a healing, there, there, you go off about 100 yards, uh, 100 meters off to the left. And there's a small door opening with uh, some stairs going up. And there's there's the healing chambers in there. And they'll uh, they'll usually you go in and you can be there for as long as it's necessary. Sometimes just a day, sometimes a couple of weeks, sometimes a couple of months even. But um, anyway, they do a lot of healings there. The Pladeans on the Pladean mothership above Mount Shasta have similar technology, and uh, that's located um, up on the up on the main up on the main ship. I've been in there before and have taken people in there as well. It's similar technology. Um, they do the same kind of kind of work that the Telosians do, and uh, been in there uh, many many times. Uh, we have a beautiful bright future ahead of us, my friends, and. Uh, this, this time in human history is especially trying because there's just so many things going on at once. Oh my God, we could, we could, we could, we could be here easily for another probably eight to nine hours talking about all the bad stuff in the world, but I'd rather not dwell on that today. Um, only in so far, um, I'd rather uh, dwell on the good things that are happening. Um, I think it's important, however, sometimes to know what the uh, bad boys and girls are doing, uh, so we can uh, we can uh, curtail their activities and and head them off. This whole banking thing um, is an example of how the um, the cabal is basically uh, falling apart. The Silicon Valley Bank is an example of a cabal deep state bank that's now imploded, 
And one of the um, interesting things is, is that the fake government from Biden now has has proposed going into people's retirement accounts and bailing out the banks. Won't that curry a lot of won't people? I don't think people will go for that. Um, basically, we should let them eat their eat their losses because that's not our fault. You know what what they've been doing. The um, the thing in the Ukraine is a sad tragedy that all of our money is being sent to that to that place. Um, Russian soldiers just a couple days ago discovered uh, several areas where um, uh, I won't talk too much about it, uh, but uh, they found an area where the Ukrainian government had been um, raising um, uh, children um, to be used as adrenochrome and sex slaves. And uh, pretty disgusting, but that's what our taxpayer money, $200 billion Biden sent over there. Um, and it's not its not what you think it is. It's a horrible mess over there. And the sooner we get out of there, the sooner we cut off those funds, the sooner the better off we'll be, in my, in my opinion. It's a total waste of money. It's worse than Vietnam, and it's costing much more than Vietnam, and the ramifications are, are, are far worse. Did you know that the Ukrainian government exports adrenochrome um, uh, from the Ukraine to the United States. Uh, two weeks ago, the Russians, um, uh, they showed evidence of this on Telegram. I saw the video of a, of a transport of, of adrenochrome from the Ukraine that was being transported uh, to Poland that was going to be flown on a U.S. Air Force jet, um, a plane, cargo plane from Poland to Dover Air Force Base on the, on the East Coast <clears throat> and then distributed to the elites or God knows where it goes. It's... Uh, People don't realize, you're not going to hear about this on the mainstream media, but there's a lot of bad stuff going on there. And the sooner we get out of that hellhole, the better, I think, um, for, for everyone. But um, if you are interested in, in getting a healing um, this summer, if you're interested in going to Mount Shasta, the trips are starting to fill up. Um, but please uh, send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. Or if you're interested in going to Peru, I'm planning on going back to Peru in May. And one of the places we'll be going to is a uh, sacred area next to Lake Titicaca. That's in the highlands next to Bolivia. And I know an entrance into Agartha. Um, I was there three, three years ago, actually, where we went up to this, um, this place next to Lake Titicaca. It's a, it's a red sandstone cliff area where there's a, um, there's a chair where, where people sit in and meditate. And I didn't realize it, but that chair is also an entrance into Agartha because when I was sitting in on in this chair, the the rock itself became spongy, um, and um, you could, could put your hand in it and it, you could push in like sponge, and and through it. And then a friend of mine named Tom from good friend of mine named Tom was on the trip from New Jersey said. Uh, he looked at the rock and he could see the, the rock where he was looking at became translucent and you could see right into the city of Agartha. And uh, when we first got there, um, I think I've told this story before, but I'll repeat it again for first time listeners. Um, the uh, there was there, we could hear a chorus of children singing to us. And I thought it was another cheer group when we got there. But I, what was strange is I looked around and there wasn't any other cars and which is my small group with me. And I said, well, let's, let's walk up there and we'll see if we can find these kids who were singing to us. Beautiful song. So we walked up to this cliff and then we realized that they weren't on the surface. They were from Agartha and they were singing to us from Agartha, <coughs> welcoming to this portal into the, um, into Agartha and, and the hollow earth. 
while we were standing there, we realized uh, we could we could feel the presence of Sasquatch in the area because they had all these markers um, in the area. In my book, Journey to the Other Side, I've got pictures of the Sasquatch markers. What have you ever seen a Sasquatch marker out in the woods? Um, they're like a. I'll see if I can find one quickly here. They're like a uh, pile of rocks, and the rocks themselves always delineate a place where the Sasquatch are. It's, it's like their their boundary. So if you do see one out in the woods, um, I can't find it now, but there are pictures in here. If you do see those out in the woods, don't destroy them. Leave them go. They're their mark. They're their property line markers, and they're they're they're. Uh, there are a notice that you are in Sasquatch territory. I've seen those up in the in the woods of the Cascade Mountains in Washington State. I've seen them in Japan. I've seen them um, in Peru, and they're all over the world. Actually, the Sasquatch are all over all over the world. Except, they're, of course, they're not in you know densely populated areas. Um, but I do communicate with them um, telepathically. They're very loving, and uh, Sasquatch uh, last summer actually saved my life. Um, and I want to thank him so much for listen, for doing that. He's listening today, actually. Um, and uh, but uh, they are beautiful, benevolent uh, souls, and um, they they were started um, about three hundred year, thousand years ago uh, by a benevolent extraterrestrial human civilization, and they attempted to jumpstart evolution on this planet, from what I've been told. So they mix the DNA from their benevolent human species uh, race uh, with uh, a giant sloth, which is now extinct. And there are four species of Sasquatch. Um, there's a group called the Ancient Ones, which look just like us, except they've got fine fur all over their body, but they look just like us. They're human just like us, except they have that some of that sloth, the DNA. And then there's three more progressively uh, hairier uh, species as you get more and more of the DNA from the sloth. But they're all benevolent and very loving and kind creatures. Um, unfortunately, some of the um, people in our government have tried to capture them in the past, and uh, it's sad they don't leave them alone. But um, but they're very secretive. Actually, this persecution of the Sasquatch started during the Atlantean times, about twelve thousand, well, actually about fifteen thousand years ago. When the Atlanteans viewed the Sasquatch as a competitors for, for planet Earth. And so what they would do is that they would try to capture them. And at that point, up until about 15,000 years ago, you could see Sasquatch here on the planet. And they didn't felt like they didn't need to hide until they started getting hunted by the Atlanteans. So at that point, they are interdimensional beings and they can travel easily into the fourth or fifth dimension. So they started hiding themselves in these higher dimensions. That's why you usually don't see them now uh, in the higher dimensions, unless they, they know you and they trust you and you mean them no harm. They, they can appear if they, if, if they want, but it's mostly for their safety that they, that they do uh, hide themselves. Um, they don't actually like the, the term Sasquatch because it means wild beast, uh, which they're not wild beasts. You can call them squatches or chartreuse is another term. Uh, Bigfoot is fine, um, but I just want you to be polite, and uh, um, you know you want to treat them with respect, so you can call them squatches. But they're they're there; they're all over the Sasquatch area, and um, they're very loving and, and kind um, uh, kind beings. And if when you're down there, uh, chances are that you will you will see them. But I've said this before, but if you are negative, you have negative intentions. If you work for a three letter agency, they'll run away from you. You won't see them. You won't have anything. 
Uh, there's actually been quite a battle going on um, for the past, oh my goodness, at least the last eight years or longer, 10 years between the dark forces, the reptilians and the light forces, including the Pleiadians and, and Adama and the people of, the, of Telos and the hollow earth over control over Mount Shasta. Mount Shasta itself is the heart chakra of the of planet Earth. And so there's been quite a battle going on. There's also kinds of portals there going into different parts of the uh, of the of the hollow earth network. And there's been quite a bit of a battle between um, the, the, the the good and the bad, the 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 uh, the light and the dark. Um, and so um, uh, Mount Shasta is not as nice as it used to be. There's still a lot of healings, a lot of good things happen there, but you have to be kind of careful nowadays because there are, there have been agents showing up from the deep state and various uh, nefarious U.S. government agencies, and they will do you harm. You have to be very careful when you're there nowadays. Um, um, but um, anyway, um, if, but if you're careful, uh, you can have a fabulous time there. It's a very spiritual place. But um, there was a time back in... Um, was it it was 2016 i was in and shasta take i took a group there and a group decided to hike up the mountain um i wasn't with them but they decided to hike up the mountain and midway going up the uh up to the top of the mountain um a guy uh showed up out of nowhere with a long beard and a long white robe and um my the, the friends on my on my trip were doing prayer meditations for world peace and so he said, can I join you and, and say prayers with you? And they said, sure. But it was weird. It was strange because, I mean, he showed up in the middle of nowhere. There was nothing around for miles and miles and miles. And suddenly this fellow shows up and he's right there, right next to them. And so they did prayers and prayer meditation uh, for world peace. And then he had them uh, also do some prayers. Um, and when they asked him where he was from, he said, well, I'm not from around here. Just visiting. <laughs> He was from the hollow earth, obviously. And then finally, after a while, he spent about close to 45 minutes or so with him. Um, he said, well, I've got to go now, but thank you so much for letting me join you in doing these prayers. They're really important to me. And they said, fine. And then they looked around and he was gone, just gone. He'd gone into another dimension back to Telos, into the hollow earth. But uh, you'll have those experiences there. Another fellow on one of my trips uh, back in uh, 2017, he, um, whoops, um, my friend Bob Satyakim tried to call to come on the, uh, on the show. Um, I'll see if I can get a hold of him. Anyway, um, on another trip, um, uh, some, uh, part of one of the, a couple people on my trip were from, um, were down at a place called Soul Connections, which is a beautiful crystal store in downtown Shasta. I urge you to visit it. They're great people. Anyway, he was looking at crystals. And uh, suddenly, out of nowhere, uh, this lady appears to his right. She's got blonde hair, a very attractive, um, a little tall. And um, he looked to the right, and he could see her. And he said hello, and she got she acted shocked because he could see her. Now he had a very vibrations, but she said she was from Telos, and she was came into the store to look at the at the crystals in the store. And uh, she was shocked that he could see him. She thought she was uh, cloaked or something. I don't. I don't know whether you know what she would have used to pay for the crystals. Uh, I don't think they don't use money in Telos, but uh, some of them actually. Some of the people from Telos do live in the Mount Shasta area. There's a city there called Mount Shasta, 
and they do have jobs. Um, sometimes they do marry into families uh, in the human families in the area as well, just to see what we're doing. But um, that happened. That's uh, well documented. There's all kinds of, of interactions between people of Telos uh, living uh, in the area. I had an interesting experience back in uh, 2018 when I was there. And I met a fellow on a bicycle. He had a long beard. And he came to me and um, he had this book about uh, traveling to South America, sacred sp spots in South America. And he said, uh, he called me by name and he said, Ted, I think you're going to need this. And I looked at him kind of surprised, you know, and, and um, he said, no, here, please take it. And it was a book about sacred places in the Andes, especially in Peru. And at that point, I hadn't, um, I hadn't, I don't, I, I hadn't made any plans at that point uh, to go to Peru as much as I am now. So I was surprised to get it. But later on, I did, I did need the book because the book listed all these beautiful uh uh, sacred spots for people to um, to uh, to to go into these these areas. So um, anyway, he was from Telos. I'm t he told me he, later. He told me he was from Telos. So, um, but for for a guy, if you see a fellow with a long beard, that's telltale. Um, I don't in the if they're in the sea, they'll probably wear just regular clothes. But up in the mountain, you'll sometimes see people with a long white robe, and they're from Telos. So just be aware of what's going on. Um, the good news is that as the vibrations of this planet continue to rise, um, uh, Mother Earth does not, Gaia does not want these negative entities here. They don't want the reptilians here. They don't want the greys. They don't want uh, agents from some negative three-letter agency from the U.S. government coming in, disrupting and causing problems. And they'll be leaving. They're leaving now, actually. I don't know how they'll leave, but I'm told they will leave because they won't be able to stay here Um um, any any longer. Um, uh, let me see if I can get a hold of Bob. Apparently, he tried to call me. He's Bob Satayakum. He's a Native American elder with the Nisqually tribe in Tacoma, Washington. Beautiful fellow. And I wanted him to come on today to talk about Native Amer American perspectives on, on water. So I'll see if I can. He, um, he's kind of like me. Sometimes we're all kind of like technologically challenged. So um, I'll see if I can get a hold of him now here. This uh, and I can, I can plug him in. I gave him the instructions on how to, um, on how to um, use the Zoom to 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 get in. But I'll see if I can I can reach him now. Hello, Bob. Yes, sir, sir. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well today. Good, good. Would you like to join now? You can join now just by my phone. You can just keep on the phone and um, if you want, or you can join by Zoom. Either way. To zoom in with you guys. Okay. Okay. And, uh, this is fine. This is fine too. If you like, you know, everybody can hear it. Okay. I'm good like this. Okay. Charge on my phone. Okay. Okay. Well, there. Well, it's already started, and people are listening to you now. So, um, um. Well, thanks for letting me know, Mister Hawk. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me just tell you this, okay? Now, if you want to use any swear words, you're limited to 50 swear words per hour. That's the only limitations we have. So, other other than that, you can say anything you like. So, oh, mercy me! <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I love this program by the second. Thank you. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Well, people, people um, all over the planet and and outside in the galaxy can hear you now, Bob. But I just want to introduce you. This is Bob Satyakam Jr. He's a fabulous fellow, very spiritual man. 
He's an elder with the Nisqually Indian tribe in Tacoma, Washington. I'm so honored to have him on today. Um, with the scandemic, I kind of uh, pulled back and I kind of lost contact with many of my friends. And I'm so glad to reconnect with you again, Bob. Well, welcome to my show. I'm glad you're here today. Well, I appreciate the invitation, Ted. I really do. And uh, I, I like how you uh, refer to the... Uh, you want to be safe, don't you? I was kind of uh, experiencing that in the store today. And uh, I remember that scandemic, too. So it's, it's good to be with the, the, the planet. It's good to be with your people. It's good, and it's... Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much, Bob. Thank you so much. Uh, my friend, you, you focus a lot in, on water, and you give the most beautiful water ceremonies I've ever seen as well. And I'd love to participate in your next one. Um, there, there are a lot, a lot of people in the Seattle-Tacoma area, Olympia area, who do listen to my show. I, I started out, of course, in Seattle. And um, when, when's your next water ceremony, and could people participate in that? You know, I, um, I was planning on... I don't have a definite date for the next one. However, I do have one uh, planned. I, I, I should put up a, um, a place where people could find that out because I'd like to see more people uh, participate and, and be near uh, the water ceremony so it provokes uh, feeling, more feeling than rather than thought. And uh, I have things lined up for it. I just don't have a, a date set by... Um, uh, I went through a little physical illness here the last couple of days and just starting to feel well today and so it's, i don't have anything uh concrete yet uh, ted oh that's okay that's all right you can just but let within, me know within I... the next week i know that so maybe i could uh i could i could let you know and then you somehow some way through your uh your contact info put that out there right right i'll send out a telepathic message or just announce it on my next show <laughs> that'd be good <laughs> well we need to see more along the um you know, I live here near the water, and that's where I set these uh, the water altars up. And I, I like to to feel that they're connected. You know what I'm saying? In these different locations, kind of like the we see these cell towers, and so I like to put up uh, these water altars, kind of like a cell tower, uh, up along on the coastlines. You know, and wherever I on the wherever rivers and, and creeks and brooks and streams, and so it's like it's so it's kind of all connected. And when people run across them. Uh, sometimes they're they're not in plain sight, you know. So if somebody's hiking, you know, they might come across them and, right. hey, I wonder what this is, you know. And that's where we want people to be again, you know, as children of uh, children of Earth rather than children of God, you know. That they're like they get that wonderful feeling again, that you know, wonder filled feeling again, you know, and uh, that innocence, and we're able to imagine, yeah, a planet with peace on it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, you know, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm sure you know this. Uh, uh, what Dr. Emoto in Japan used to say: "God is water, and water is God," because we're all we're all like the planet itself is seventy percent water, and our bodies are also seventy percent water. And infants actually have even have even more water, eighty ninety percent water. So, if we honor and respect water, we can honor and respect ourselves too, and the God energy, God force within all of us. Yeah, you know, he, excuse me, he spoke of, uh, you know, the, the the frequency and the vibration and right. uh, the, the different forms and shapes that water makes and creates. And uh, uh, when a mother is expecting, you know, they, they, they like to keep the mother calm and tranquil and her surroundings and her environment, you know, safe, right? And so when uh, people come into the room, maybe they're 
just kids rambunctious coming into a room, wrestling around. People will, uh, the grandma might say, hey, 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 you kids, knock that off. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna, it affects, it affects the baby, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. that, that water world that the baby's in, you know, it, it feels, oh, that's right. it feels the aggression, it feels the violence, it feels the, uh, you know, the war going on outside, you know, and so it, it, right. it creates a, a pattern within the baby, I, I, I feel. And uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going somewhere with that, that, you know, I think that you're, you're bringing up the, the percentages, the percentages of uh, <clears throat> water in, in, the, in persons, in peoples. It's like, if we just drop the science for a minute, you know, just like, just admit, hey, we're washer, that we can, we can get a lot further down the road of success towards peace and, uh, and tranquility, you know, and harmony. Right. That rather than always throwing school into our thought and hey, what we believe or mm-hmm. or having to be right about no, it's seventy three percent. No, I heard it was eighty percent. And right then again, it, <laughs> right. you know, we're creating right. that that frequency and, and pattern of uh, that that static, you know. And uh, I think that we're just like, hey, I water. Hey, so am I, you know. And then we could, well, let's, what else can we agree upon, you know? And it kind of goes from there. Yeah. Well, Pope President Kennedy told me a year and a half ago, Bob, that. Um, once we realize we all have a spark of God within us, and that spark could be, I think, very well the water within us, we'll realize that we're all one and we'll stop fighting because if we fight among ourselves, we're just hurting ourselves. Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's uh, there's a degree of insanity there, isn't there? You know, that we're doing unto ourselves. And so, so like, uh, a few years back, they, they wanted to create a... A liquid natural gas plant on a reservation and stuff, and we were trying to get the message to the governor of Washington State. And I was, uh, action speaks louder than words, you know. So we have all these different signs and protests, and you know, dear governors and things like that. And I said, you know, maybe perhaps I don't know. Maybe he already has an aquarium. I know what he knows what one is, mm-hmm. you know. And it was like, this is us, this ocean, you know. Right. I sweat saline water i cry saline water mm-hmm. so i must be this body of the ocean or a drip or a splish or splash of the ocean mm-hmm. so if i had an aqu- a saltwater aquarium with all these exotic animals and corals and plant life in it you know i i i maintain it i right. keep the temperature where it needs to be for the creatures inside of it you know and then mm-hmm. so i was thinking maybe somebody should take one into his office and just like here you know, put this couple of quarts of this motor oil. Huh. Once you once you rain that into the aquarium, and I, I don't, I feel he probably wouldn't do that. Not even, you know, for a for a laugh. You know what I'm saying? Because right. it, it's serious, and that's mm-hmm. what we're what we're doing when we allow um, these these uh, corporations. I guess you know the the, the the corporations that say they're people too. You know that they're persons too, and oh. they get away with such laws to. Uh, to, to pollute and uh, distort our water. Right, 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 Bob, right. Well, I uh, I look at water like you do as being sacred, and um, it always bothers me, you know, what, when the water does get polluted. Look at the heavy toxin pollutions, uh, dioxin pollution back in Ohio from that uh, uh, ray, uh, railroad uh, um, <laughs> village. My God, you know, I mean, it's... Um, but um, I think I, I've done prayers before on my show to help with that, and it, I think it has helped. Um, and I and I believe, like you do, that uh, there is a God, and uh, if you ask for help, you'll you'll get it. So, 
Yeah, that that any moto I, I feel is right like that because there's there's moisture in everything. It's you know everything is has right. got water in it. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, when we set those intentions like that, or when we put out those thoughts, thoughts become things. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. that's the the lacan, the mystery, or the, the the sacredness, or the holiness of a, a drip, drop, splish, or splash, or the mist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or the you know the current, however it is, or the tide, you know how it does right. that changes skyscape, landscape, and heartscape, you know, right. and it's uh it's one of the most besides our you know like. I don't think I could get many people's attention with you know like hey we have the ceremony for for air people are like what you know we what are you talking about because they can't see it touch it or feel it right, you know and right. that's i said the only thing keeping you alive you know right now is your breath and like oh yeah huh but besides that what you can see what you can touch what you can feel mm-hmm. what you can't heal from is water right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of people think that it's just that one name and that's the that's to me, I think that's the one of the problems is that people are thinking, and that's why everything is fine, right? Hey, how's your family? Like, oh, fine, you know. But just think about it, you know. And right, right. when you have this one word like uh, you or shui or water or guada or agua or pani, mm-hmm. it just we don't see it as saline. Mm-hmm. Or as fresh, we don't see it between the difference between like marine life and lake life, or river life, or brook, or stream, or creek, or an arroyo, or a raindrop, right? Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of waters just for me. We don't think much about the four-legged or the winged ones or the creepy crawlies or the or the scaled ones. You know, it's just like. Sure. Sure. It's a it's a stingy narrow thought when you talk about water. Everything is just about the glass of water that they drink, you know, and like it's always going to be there. You know, the rain's always going to create right. the the lake which feeds the rivers and streams or the glacier. And as we can well see, mm-hmm. that these white lines, these drones that create these white cloud looking things, don't mm-hmm. produce the rain. If anything, it it alters and breaks the the sacred pattern, the sacred frequency. To that that in the way that moisture gathers and creates these clouds to uh, you know replenish right. her the right. earth right. her her nature her her way of life which mm-hmm. is which really has a big influence on on us and how we how we live our life or life or live <laughs> yeah <laughs> right right uh, I heard yeah. I heard years ago Bob and I I think you'll appreciate this comment that the Eskimos themselves have more than a dozen different terms for snow. Um, depending upon uh, what color it is, uh, how the consistency, and maybe we should have the same kind of distinctions for, for water as well. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I believe in that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so it's, it makes sense because um, not all water is the same, and it's, it, it depends on the vibrations, where it is, whether it's frozen or liquid or solid or fog, whatever. So there's, there's, just, there's just a lot of changes that the English language is kind of straight jacketed in that sense. It's got one term and love is the same way. There's uh, brotherly love. There's family love. There's romantic love. There's all different kinds of love, but we only have one term in English. Again, it's the same thing with water. It's kind of like a, a dead word in a way. It's just like one shoe, one size does not fit all shoes in other words. So. Yeah. Thanks for saying that because, you know, Dr. Emoto, so water has memory, you know, mm-hmm. water has memory. And so when we freeze it, 
mm-hmm. you know, like a glacier. Mm-hmm. You know, it has, you know, it, it's a it's a time capsule. You know, the mm-hmm. the memory of the the time that it rained and, mm-hmm. and then it became a solid. You know, and you know, it releases it again once it becomes a a liquid. And so it's like, you know, that was the importance of holy people going up to the first couple of drips and drops of the glacier that created the little trickle, which became the beginning of a, of a river system, you know, because right. all plants below, around it, or that grow near it, mm-hmm. all the animals that fly or, or run through the forest or crawl through the forest, use it and drink it, you know, and the mm-hmm. two, the two legs touch it too. And, and so mm-hmm. it's what we do with it, you know, and it's, so it's, uh, and those holy people would pray with those first drips and drops. It would bless all, you know, where that, that creek or that river would bend and turn and, and squeeze through to get out to the, the r- mouth of the river and into the saline water, into the mar, into the lagoon, into the bay, into the ocean, you know, mm-hmm. 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 So I, I remind people of that it says, you know, like, they're like, what is, uh, you keep talking about water, you keep talking about love, and you keep talking about peace. And I says, yes, you know, and like, and they can't really get it. And so like, with the aquarium, you know, actually speaking a lot of words, would you pour oil into a, an aquarium? You know, like, no, I wouldn't. I said, well, this glass of water here in front of us, you have one and I have one. Here I am talking. You're talking, we're creating patterns and vibrations and uh, rhythms and all these things that we can't see, you know, frequencies and such. And I says, here, you know, you drink your water and I'll drink my water. Mm-hmm. 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 And in that silence, in that tranquility, in that moment is peace, you know, because uh, right. we're at the mouth of the river. And I, I, they, they say, we're what? And I said, the mouth of the river is there underneath your nose and above your chin. You're like what that's my mouth i said that's the mouth of the river the the glass is the raindrop the glass is the fresh water the, that glass is the glacier that moves or the river as you're starting to tilt your glass towards your to drink it into your mouth that's fresh water it's not seawater it's fresh water it's the raindrop it's and that it's moving now has become a trickle become the brook river or stream as it goes into your mouth and your mouth, your whole body, you don't cry. You don't cry raindrops. You cry teardrops. You, oh, right. you sweat, sweat drops. It's all mm-hmm. saline Lick it, you know, and mm-hmm. find out for yourself. And so it's like, it's once that water passes the lips and into the tongue and then the gums, the uvula and everywhere in between that you call your mouth, you know, it's like when you go to the, the, to the landscape and you see the, the brook river stream joining the seawater, right? They're, they're not, okay, over half is fresh here, and this side is salt water. Okay, fresh water over there, salt water over here. It's immediate. It's immediate. Mm-hmm. It's immediate peace. It's an immediate treaty. It's an immediate, you know, acceptance. It's an immediate, you know, oneness. Mm-hmm. It's immediate peace, and it's world mm-hmm. peace, you know, and, Mm-hmm. And it's right there in front of us, but we, we we can't see it. You know, they haven't they haven't shared that with to the, to us in school. And so that that's a teaching that's like uh, learning from the heart, right? Learning from the heart first, and allowing the head to to, to uh, preserve us, to, to be the lookout, to be the source where we uh, take food in, or we hear sounds, or we can see things. But but pretty much other than that, that's all the head is for. 
the rest of it, you know, is like we should learn from our body. That's what makes us the meek. And that's why we're uh, we're preparing to inherit the earth. You know what I'm saying? It's like this mm. this system, this way of it, this uh, distraction about wanting to go to places that most or will never see, like maybe Mars and, mm-hmm. or other planets like that. You can see them from here just good enough for how, how the creator made you, you know. But mm-hmm. we're distracted with many other things like that when actually it's 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 right here, you know. It's uh, it's not in four corners. It's in a holy hoop or a sacred circle, you know. And right. that is, that is water. That is agua. That's that's amazing. You know, Professor Jerry Pollock, my our, my friend at the University of Washington, has discovered the fourth phase of water, and mm. there was more than like solid liquid, um, solid liquid gaseous, and and a, and a fourth phase that's kind of like in between. Uh, liquid and gaseous. It's, it exists in our body, and it's the tears actually that come come out um, of your of your eyelids. Um, there was another fellow, uh, another fellow out of Taiwan I met several years ago, who um, said there were like um, thirteen stages of water, and he himself came said he came from a, a blue watery planet to try to raise consciousness here on the planet. I, I, I hope he's doing okay. He was, he was doing work in China years ago, and then, the, and then the Chinese government kicked him out for doing too much good things in China, I guess. I don't know. Um, but I hope he's doing okay. But I think there's, there's all these different, different kinds of water as well. And again, the English language straight is kind of like a straitjacket where they only have one word for water when there's all these different kinds of, of water and types. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that, see, that's a crime right there. You just, <laughs> that's the people at the top there creating this system. And, right. and I think that if people really knew that, you know, that it's, uh, it, it just thinking about it, you know, just feeling about water, right? That's what the, um, the water altars are about. When people come up, they'll see, they'll see it. Maybe they'll see that water altar for days or weeks it, uh, that's set up there and some right. get it. Right. Sometimes it, some people think it like is that a memorial for somebody who's passed away? Are you creating a memorial or something? And huh. uh-huh. I and I tell them, uh, well, they they have meaning. You know, there's there's power in symbols, and so what you're seeing here is is a it's a it's the beginning of a teepee. And they call them main poles, and so this 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 pole right here. So like, if I have the four poles. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll say this one right here is faith, you know, and it uh, it took me some faith to come down here and construct this altar to put it up. I had to have the faith to to show up and not be afraid or, or scared or none of that. I just just to know that I know that I know that I know what I'm doing is love. Right. And so I and I said then I created it, and that the other pole is uh, hope. That other pole is love. Mm-hmm. And this one right here is the charity. So it's a it's a built it's a it's a foundation which I can you know build build something upon something good you know to create wellness. And so mm-hmm. I said for you the person that come up to me I says it took you faith it took an amount of faith for you to come up and ask me hey what is this thing you know or mm-hmm. hey what are you doing you sure. know and sure. um, I I say that this altar here is is, is created out of love and it's right here next to the water next to the the sea water where this one is uh, is at and i says now look 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 at the water look at look how it makes you feel right. you know i said this element here that you can see that you can see moving 
you can see reflection mm -hmm. you can see the, the ripples or the waves sometimes when it's sunny out you see like diamonds on her i said that it's not creating any illusion it's not lying to you it is the truth you know it is a direct reflection of the health of our world that we're or this realm <laughs> or this existence that we are in it has it has no reason Mm -hmm. no reason to harm you it has no reason to disillusion you it has no reason to lie to you mm -hmm. or, or to uh, distract you it is what it is it always it is what it always has been what it is now what it always will be you know the creator maker of all things and the gifter of all life some people might call that god you know and so there it is right there mm -hmm. how would you treat that how would you treat your grandmother how right. would you treat your daughters? Mm -hmm. How would you treat your granddaughters? I said, it's all right there, mm -hmm. right there. And so that people are like, you know, I never, never thought about it that way. And I said, good. Don't think of it that way. Feel of it that way. Mm -hmm. We need you to feel, be quiet and feel how you feel mm -hmm. because how you, how you feel, how you feel will, you will, you will, it will change the way you are thinking. It'll change your, your behavior. It'll change your conduct. It'll change your life and the way of it. Once you become in like, well, this water is, I, well, I'm a drip and drop of the ocean. You know, I am outer space. I am inner space, you know, and mm -hmm. we don't need rocket ships to go out there like that. We just need ourselves to go within and how we treat the different aliens inside our own body, you know, right. our lungs and livers right. and stuff like that. So right. it's a, Right. That's what those altars are for, and people are always welcome to, to uh, if they can, you know, leave a prayer, but you're more than welcome to pick up a prayer while you're there, you know what I'm saying, the, the vibration, uh, mm -hmm. how you feel, you know, carry that with you, you know, and, and then usually people might share that somewhere along the line, like, hey, have you seen, you seen that thing down there that, I, I, the guy calls it an altar, you know, have you, have you seen that, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. It, you know what I'm saying? Get down there and be part of that. And then it kind of, that, 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 that news, you know, permeates and it, it saturates. It doesn't, it's not like bad news where it's like a lightning or it's real fast and aggressive. And you just, it's not like that. It, it grows. It's tranquil. It's peaceful. It's, you, you become part of it. You know what I'm saying? He's like, uh -huh. once you know a truth, you can't go back, you know? Right, right. Um, keep talking, Bob. I've got to get a, a phone card to plug in the phone so that you don't die on me. I mean, the phone doesn't die on me. <laughs> so keep talking. <laughs> uh, well, you, you brought up uh, uh, and how we met, too, is uh, through uh, Dr. Emoto. You know, I, I was, uh, you know, you know this story that you know, it was years ago I was in Spain. And after a ceremony, because I, I did the water, the water prayer that night uh -huh. in the in a teepee, we bring it in at midnight and in the morning time. And at the nighttime, it's the male, the one who's taking care of the fire. He brings in the water uh -huh. and uh -huh. and uh, does a prayer for it, for the people. And, and then the water goes around and uh, quenches our thirst. And then we take it back outside the teepee until morning time when uh -huh. the woman brings it in. And so as uh -huh. uh, was that is the day after in, in Spain walking through and uh, it was during siesta time. Mm -hmm. But this uh, one woman... She yelled from like a balcony, hey, oiga, oiga, you know, and she comes running out and she had this, uh, like a magazine that looked like, excuse me, but it was, um, more like a, is the size of a magazine, but it was a book and in it was a bunch of pictures in, in, in Spanish and I couldn't read it. And, mm -hmm. but the pictures were those, uh, 
images that Dr. Emoto captured, right? I'm like, I saw the distorted, the brown, misshaped, ill-looking images, Uh like the the end of a smoked cigarette butt. I was like, oh, it's kind of disgusting looking at that. And I'm like, but then I saw the ones that looked like snowflakes, you know, the beautiful different crystals and stuff. I said, yeah, that that's it. You know, that's 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 the idea of these prayers. We come in feeling like this distorted brown out of shape feeling. We come into here when we pray. And when I pray about that water, I'm trying I uh I'm praying in lo- so much love. I, I I when I'm praying, I can see that water vibrating, vibrating and changing colors where it comes out of the pail, you know, and, oh, wow. and it blesses uh-huh. us all. I can see it. I can see it. And I just uh-huh. like with it. And it's, mm-hmm. it, it takes on these, yeah, these beautiful shapes for me. And I said, yeah, yeah, this guy gets it. You know, you see these crystals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like uh-huh. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoever this guy is, you know, he's, he's on to something. And I turned to the back of the, the book and I saw the picture of, uh, uh, of Dr. Emoto. And I said, yeah, yeah. I go, maybe I'll meet this guy one of these days, you know, thank him. Uh, uh-huh. He's on to it. Yeah, this is what it takes for people to get. This is yeah, this is how I pray it. And it was years later, Ted. I was down at the Evergreen Longhouse down in um, near Olympia, Washington. Mm-hmm. They'd asked me to do an opening. You know, what I come, come open it with a, an invocation or a prayer, you know. And I said, sure, I'll do that. And uh-huh. there were so many people down there, shoulder to shoulder. And I'm like, what am I doing? What is, what is everybody excited about, you know? And mm-hmm. In the lobby, it was just a somebody was selling these books and I looked down and they were like the size of a book. And I said, Hey, there's that, there's, there's that thing I saw in Spain, you know, and I pick <laughs> it up and I leaf through it and I go, yeah, it is the same stuff. And I look in the back and I'm like going, yeah, that's the guy. Wow. He's already here. Like I said, I wonder what this is all about. And then they called me up, you know, Robert. So I go up on stage and mm-hmm. I'm looking out at the hundreds of people, man, that were packed in. I think there was hundreds of, that place was just so packed. Yeah. Wow. I was thinking, whoever's got to be here has got to be somebody important. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then I looked over to my right, and then I was like, hey, that's that's the guy in the book. You oh, know, that's, beautiful. that's yeah. a moto right yeah. there. I'm on the yeah. same stage as the moto, so I stopped yeah. what I was doing, you know, uh-huh. and I called uh-huh. him over and uh, uh-huh. was able to, uh, you know, able to greet him and meet him and give him a hug, and then I used my eagle wing to, you know, put a blessing on him for blessing the world, you know, and just uh-huh. re- thank you. He had no idea what I was saying, I don't think, but it was just, <laughs> he and I were together, and it was like the thoughts that became things. You know, I went from, from a silent street in Spain, a lady seen me walking by that happened to be in my ceremony, coming down, running down the street with this information about this gentleman, and then nearly a decade later, I meet the man on, on the same stage, and able to thank him wow. for two two different parts of the world, but still praying it the same way. And he was able through science to to capture the images that I see, you know, that I that I that create my that that comes before yeah. me when I'm praying for that water into this this pail of water for the people, you know, right. that right. To, to create to create cure, to create remedy, to create solution. To create a healing for, for for myself and for others that are in that ceremony mm-hmm. or in other places of, of, of planet Earth, right? right? And here it is the guy that proved it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on my radio show. I'm almost done with my story. I'm on, I had my own radio show back in the day. 
I'm talking about the situation in Standing Rock where they want oh. to put an oil line across the oh, Mighty right. Mo. You were on KLAY back in Tacoma. I remember that. Yes. Yeah, and I remember your show. Yeah. the show, Great you show. and Michiko Hayashi come in. Right. And she sits down and just starts singing, right? Just singing my song, you know, <laughs> just talking about the water in <laughs> such a way, you know. And I'm like, who is this woman, you know, who's... <laughs> out of nowhere here comes the rain you know it's just yeah. flabbergasted because I was thinking hey were you on stage that same day or this, is, this story just keeps unfolding you yeah, know and right, it's, uh, right, right. Wow. yeah mm -hmm. yeah and you were there you were right there We kept for, for half an hour and then we went home we went to my home place right right and I shared that vision it took about an hour longer after that haunt I, and she said in that in that circle when I brought about this vision of how there, there can actually be a disconnection from war and it could be peace on earth. Right. And at that time I thought I had to, I had to, I thought I had to teach every child, teenager, young adult, adult and elderly about water. It was such a daunting task. I mean, she, she stuck her hand out and she says, yeah, Dr. Emoto says, uh, no, it, it takes that individual, that 10% oh, to make it good again, to make it and restore it good again, the individual or the 10% to make it better for everything else. And I was like, that's exactly what I needed to hear. I, I remember he, he, he said that, pardon me, interrupting Bob, but uh, he said that 80% were neutral on the planet, kind of neither positive or negative. 10% were negative and 10% were positive. So if you added 1%, from the negative or 1% from that 80%, you could change the whole course of human history. And it did happen, thanks to your efforts and his efforts and a lot of people, light workers, all plugging along and, and working to create a better place. That's what I got, yeah. Right, so it's like uh, getting people to, we're just going, 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 and going, and going, and taught to go, and go, and go, and go, you know. I just, uh, fortunate enough to become a, uh, in this last week, a great grandfather. Uh, I have a great grandson born, and so his journey begins. He's a week old now. Oh, and I how beautiful! This time, you know, that's great. In the, yeah, and in this time, right? So we like uh, he's been introduced to this way of life of go, 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 go. You know, and then it's pretty soon they're going to back up. Hey, he needs to learn phonics. He's going to need to learn. All this stuff before he even gets to pre-K, you know what I'm saying? And then we get pre-K. We got to teach him more before he gets to kindergarten, so he's a good kindergartner. And then yeah. we got to cram so much in there. It's, it's kind of it's kind of like that, you know. Yeah, right. And we don't get thought to like, hey, where, where, where's the water? You know, where, where right. did it go? You know, I look up here in the Pacific Northwest, where uh, we're known for rain. Right. Right. The Evergreen State, they even call it. Right. And uh, we don't receive that rain anymore. Our our puffy clouds and our overcast gray skies now have turned to, you know, these lines from the from the military industrial complex. From you the know, chemtrails, that, yeah, right. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, and it's broken. And I remember, like twenty years ago, my best friend and I was watching uh, the weather forecast, and, and we both kind of looked at each other and we said, because there's a certain pattern, the weather would come in. 
yeah. on uh, that TV screen. It shows like it come in a counterclockwise motion uh-huh. through the Gulf of Mexico off of Canada and then bring that rain to Washington State. We looked at each other and we're saying, when that breaks, we'll know. You know, when that when that pattern breaks, we'll be on the clock, so to speak, of of, of our time left here. Right. And that 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 actually has, has occurred because now if you watch those weather forecasters, they'll say, you know, now now it's this kind of rain, or it's dumping, or it's not dumping, or if it's raining, it's raining at they give you like a specific neighborhood or or or, or uh, yeah, neighborhood of where the rain might be, you know, and it's like it's not the same as it was, and so it's controlled. It's all controlled. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the. Um harp system that the harp system actually created the earthquakes in turkey recently and that was done from our facilities in in alaska so the u.s government um, is responsible for all the deaths and destruction in turkey recently people may may not believe it but look at the science you know that people saw these weird cloud formations electrical formations just before the harp was used on in turkey and complete destruction and turkey was being punished because they wanted to mediate a war between Russia and the Ukraine. And, uh, oh, well, there are other reasons, too. But a lot of things happening behind the scenes that people don't realize what's really going on, you know? Interesting. Yes, because in schools, you will not be taught even the questions to ask, right? You're not supposed to have a coherent <laughs> or a cognitive thought right. in your head, you know? It's right. supposed to be about, you know, learning phonics to get a job. Mm-hmm. Get in line, you know. The, everything is fine. That's why we have one word for water, you know, so you don't know to ask about what and, CERN is or what HARP is, and right. you know, like, right. what, what do you think pops your popcorn? Now I got to take that on a global scale, you know. And right. People don't get that because it's it's called the United States or it's called America, and that's like uh, right. that, that gets me started. You, you, when you start talking like that, is like, uh, <laughs> you know, I think that. Um, because the way things are is like people think that like uh, Columbus was an explorer on a ship and that he came over and did these things. I said, Columbus, he's, he's America. America isn't just one thing on a ship that came over. It's a concept. It's a, it's right. Yeah. It's it's a magic wand that puts everybody to sleep and lets everything happen like this where nobody questions like, Hey, where's the water that used to be in Lake Mead? Hey, why doesn't it rain? Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm-hmm. and we accept that uh, the convenience of water being in plastic bottles, large and small, you know, right, right. unless you're kind of like a Native American where you know that there used to be a time of, of genocide, time to erase from 1880 to 1980, trying to erase any thought of culture, any thought of uh, connection to the cosmos, any connection right. to Earth, That's right. any connection at all to the to the real life pattern, life flow, you know, it's like, uh, then you don't know, you, you, you just don't, you don't, you don't understand or look at water that is in bottles as like um, children that have been stolen from their tribe right. and taken away to an industrial school and stripped of everything it knows. I right. said, when you do that to water, hey, this one comes from Fiji. Hey, this one comes from the Alps. Hey, this right. one comes from this right. water source that right. you're stealing those children Right, for profit, right? You're stealing from that watershed, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you're 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 taking it to a different part of the world where it has no relationship to, you know. Right, and it's being used and discarded. You know what I'm saying? And so, like those, like Jim, people have no no story of Jim Thorpe. You know, he ran back home. 
he, you know, through, he, he escaped the school and he ran back to his tribe. So Dr. Emoto has proven that, that water has memory. Uh-huh, right. It knows where it comes from. Right. And so like part of that vision I was sharing with Michiko Hayashi was this bottled water that's in, that are wrapped in pallets and stacked you know, and, and shipped around the world. Right. It is this, this, it's these children that need to be released and back into the earth. It has memory. It'll evaporate, right, and create its clouds or, where, or its mist, and it'll find its way back to its place on planet Earth, back to its watershed. It will run back home, right? It'll run, it'll run back to the glacier it came from, whether it's on Mount Fiji or right. Everest or, or Tishwak or Mount Adams, whatever you want to call it, these places, you know? You know what? So, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I got to tell you this story, Bob. It was a story I heard a couple of years ago under Governor Whitmore, Whitman or Whitmore back in Michigan. She had allowed the Nestle company to fill up an entire tanker of water and ship it to China from, from uh, Lake Michigan, Lake Superior. I think it was Lake Michigan. And, um, yeah, and, they, and, and they've, she's allowed Nestle to do that over and over again. So uh, people don't probably realize it, but it's been going on now the last couple of years. They ship, the, they ship water in a tanker from Michigan, Lake Michigan, under uh, Governor Whitmore, the terrible governor of, of Michigan, to China. Let him sell it. So. so like two peas of a pod there, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah right. I, I think people have heard about Flint and the surrounding areas and their, oh, yeah, right. their scenario right. with water. Right. And, but it's, it's, it's so innocent looking, right? I mean, it's, right. Just, it's just a bottle of water. I mean, what's the big deal? Right. And that's exactly. about as far as thought goes towards it. Like, well, the big deal is, <laughs> the big deal mm-hmm. is, I don't know if you've seen, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Colorado River or its, its oh. tributaries or lack thereof, but you know, something, something is going on. You know, I just uh, there's a water crisis here, a water crisis there, and right, right. It's, uh, we are right. here, and this is what it's what it looks like, and this is what it looks like when there's inaction and mm-hmm. irresponsibility or no responsibility mm-hmm. from the top levels from that which people trust. Yeah. People now believe in the dollar bill. People believe in religion and banking and uh, these types of ways, the military industrial complex, you know, it's com- yeah. uh, complete brainwashing, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the opening ceremonies for most large, large events with national mm-hmm. anthems and the, it's military force flying overhead for everybody to, to cheer at thinking that that, Caring of the sky is liberty or freedom or justice, you know, but it's, it's definitely the American way, you know, and mm-hmm. that, that, it, that there is a different way of life, you know. Right. We, just because we're not the recipients, you know, right. or they haven't felt it yet, you know, that, that, that's a privilege because there's a percentage of population like myself as a, as a native people, right, as a native person. Who, who hangs from the cross in a way like Jesus saying, forgive these people for they not, they know not what they are doing yeah, right. or not asking mm-hmm. or not saying, you know, mm-hmm. God's on a killing spree in a way you're, you're, you're kind of, kind of okay in that way. You know, when mm-hmm. that, that, that water, that rain is our hair. And when you look out like out in the distance and you can see that black cloud and you see that, that veil of rain come down, that, that's in the image of creator, in the image of God, you know, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. Our, it's our black, long black hair, mm-hmm. you know, and so it, it has memory, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? It has memory. And so when people right. pass on, you cut, cut the hair, 
you know, and st- start fresh again. Let that memory go, you know, and let, right. let it go wherever uh, the perfection is, wherever that the creator is, the, the gifter of all life, the maker of all things, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but if you don't know these teachings from the heart, right. then, then everything is just fine, right? Everything, mm-hmm. Everything's fine because mm-hmm. you go... You could get a job you complain about and make money to, to help the wheel go around. Right. So what if you were to step off the wheel? And that's what these uh, water altars are about, you know. And uh, some, somebody was recognizing me in a sweat lodge the other day about that. Like, they said, we stumble across them how, how, where, you've, where you've put them and the message that you leave with them. He says, you know, they, they say, we thank you for that. He goes, I, I found one <laughs> on this one creek one time, and I just knew you were there. I could feel it. Uh-huh. And other, no. people, other, other people that were walking by were asking what that was, and he goes, I was able to tell them. I was able to tell them what that was and what it, what it was standing for. And it, 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 it invoked, a, you know, a, a happiness or a joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a school um just real quick, there was, I was down at the creek creating one right there, kind of out of the way where you had to, you, you would have had to know it was there. But uh, some, some, uh, a classroom was walking by and I was listening to him talk and he didn't know I was there. I was being real still and listening to the children talk and uh-huh. goof around. And he was trying to point out, you know, this is the bracken fern. Over here's fiddlehead fern. Over here's the organ. And over here's the this and that. That's a fur. And, you know, just doing, just, just teaching. And then uh, on the way back, that's when he, he saw me. Uh-huh. And he was like, hey, what are, you, what, what are you doing down there? He thought maybe I was doing something wrong or something, you know, and or picking up litter or something. And uh, I was like, oh, I just, uh, just praying, you know. Right. Like, yep. He's like, just praying. What, like, shouldn't you be in a church or <laughs> with, with, with the Bible or something? Oh, and that's I was funny. Like, no. Yeah, that's I'm funny. Pretty, creating this altar here and then uh-huh. uh uh-huh. yeah he was asking me questions about it and i was sharing about like i shared with you and your audience about water right. and my, my feelings about it uh-huh. he's like let me ask you a question let me ask you a question he goes i'm teaching these these children stewardship he says uh stewardship does that have meaning to you what, what does that what does that mean to you to have stewardship Mm-hmm. You know, because that's that's what we have. These kids all have stewardship now. I taught them, and then I was like, "Well, from my perspective down here on the creek, on this creek bed, I'm looking here to the left, and I see a couple of beer cans that are floating in the water in this little current here. Yeah, right. Hams and uh, what's the other one? Miller beer. Mm-hmm. Just right over there, I see a sack of Doritos chips there, and over there is some so some plastic bags that people should have." taken out, you know, and then I go right there next to you. Right. Those those trees standing there, the one that you're leaning against right there, I go, those words that have been spray-painted, spray those naughty words that have been spray-painted on those one-leggeds, on my ancestors, uh-huh. on that sacred being, that, that holder of memory, that water log, you know, that's what, when you talk that language to me, that's what stewardship, that is okay. Mm-hmm. That you're okay mm-hmm. coming through here and overlooking the obvious and only taking what you want. That's America. That's stewardship. 
that's mm-hmm. water. Well, that's privilege. Right. You know, that's getting away with it. Yeah. You know, it's, right. It, it, right. it should mean, it should mean, I think what, what, what you want it to mean, stewardship is like, you're not taking care of the land. Right. You're gifting care to the land. That's, that's the difference between learning from the head and the heart, right? Mm-hmm. From the heart, you're going to be gifting. The influence from the head, you're taking. Right. I'm a caretaker. And I said, well, yeah. Yeah. change that. And don't yeah. put the V in there, you know, right. say you're a care gifter, you know, put right. the divine feminine right. water energy into it, you know, and right. soften things up a little bit, you know, even right. things out a little bit, you know. Right. Watch what right. you say. Right. Thoughts become things, you know. Right. You feel what you say and stuff like this. And so, yeah, water is, uh, we are here and this is what it looks like. And I just encourage people to, to lick themselves every now and then on the back of their hand, you know, and uh, taste taste their water, you know, right. how does it taste? Is it re- really salty? Is it lightly salty? You know, how's your balance? Do you need another glass of water? What have you been drinking instead of water? Sure, right. You know, do you play with your water and, uh, mm-hmm. and how, do, how is your water? You know what uh, Nestle in Switzerland has been doing is that they've been putting um, uh, uh, graphene into their Pellegrino water from Italy and other products as well. And scientists in Switzerland discovered it last year. They took a bottle of Pellegrino Nestle water and distilled it and found out there was about an ounce, ounce and a half of uh, graphene in the uh, in the water itself. You know, graphene, um, a German scientist referred to graphene as little razor blades. Um, it's found in the, in the shots, and when you drink the graphene, guess what? It cuts up your arteries so you can have a nice, uh, you can have a heart attack. That's what they've been doing to our water. They also, Nestle also owns Arrowhead water outside of Los Angeles which has the highest concentration of fluoride in the world of all bottles. It's not list. It's not, not listed on the bottle in the state of California under Newsom doesn't do a damn thing about it. It's always there. And he's also, they, the scientists are also speculating that they've been putting in the graphene into the arrowhead water as well. If you are a, um, concerned about that, I wouldn't buy any Nestle water products. I, it was, it was in 19, it was, uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, when he was saying that, he who controls the weather controls the world, you know, and, I and it goes that. along those lines that that water is our weather, you know, and right. you control that water, you control, you start controlling the minds or the brains or the way we think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then just add 26 letters and 10 numbers and, well, this is what we get. Right. You know, right. so it's like, right. I share with people at those altars, I said, we used in this territory, in the Northwest, people had uh, had like long houses, so to speak. Long houses, these big houses that right. up to 150 people, 200 people would live in the, under the same roof. Wow! Now, you know, nowadays you can't even have like your mother-in-law move in or something. You know, say that like two families can't even fit under one roof nowadays. Right. And wow. I was telling, that. I was sharing them. Um, you don't get that many people under one roof who talk you can't have a land you have to have a way of life you don't work you have labor of love you have responsibility and it's uh and it's communication right it's it's, right. it's not using these not using this this kind of language like this and so what um those kind of criminals like Nestle's and they can keep right. things out, control things with legislation, you know, what, what yeah. they have to put in or have to mention. And so it's, uh, it's like I said, if we, if you, if you, you drink that good water, 
<laughs> you pray for it, you know, it's gonna, it'll bring an awareness, right? It'll bring an, an alertness to you. It'll, it'll heighten your intuitions, you know, yeah. Yeah. and you'll, you'll start questioning about what, what you're doing and why you're doing things. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's a special place reserved in hell for the um, chief executive of Norfolk Southern and the railroad executives and Biden and the U.S. EPA that knowingly let uh, thousands and thousands of ponds of highly uh, dangerous and toxic dachshunds to be released in Ohio so it would go into the air and down into the water of the Mississippi and Ohio rivers? I think that's the, maybe the, that's their, well, they, well, you know, we have our home sweet home. And perhaps people or spirits or entities or beings that are taking on the the form of, of being a human, perhaps when you say that is there, that maybe that is where they came from. You maybe know what so. I'm saying? That, yeah, that that's where sense. they respond from. You know, these bodies that we have are just mm -hmm. simply, I think, avatars. You know, for mm -hmm. to harbor our our, our our energy, our sacred energy. Right. You know, we, we have a spirit and a soul here, and uh, it's. Um, so you know now we're we're kind of getting off the beaten path into into what's what's really going on you know and uh, and believing what we're seeing mm -hmm. instead of what we're feeling right. right that's where we're getting that like hey I believe in this pharmaceutical industrial complex I believe in this military industrial complex and right. those that are the faces of them and then when you only got a little screen that is pumping out you know this kind of information. Uh -huh. Well, right. you know, nobody wants to be wrong. That's right. why so few. That's why so few people will stand in those holy hoops and sacred circles for water, because mm -hmm. they think that they would be foolish or looked upon as as being cowardly or weak. You know, like what are you doing? That's what I show people. They come up like, "What are you? Some kind of tree hugger or something? What do you got, <laughs> little, little Indian animal spirit?" And they'll say it, "Ha ha!" You know, like so they make me hear them. That they're bullying and mocking me, and I'm like, "Well, yes, I am, yeah. and yes, I do." Mm -hmm. The question is, "Are you, and why don't you?" Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that eighty percent that's finding safety in numbers. You know, mm -hmm. so you mm -hmm. you kind of call them out because it's 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 very easy to be ignorant. You know, right. ignorance is. is bliss. Mm -hmm. You know, to not know something. You know, to to the, this like so those people that. Yeah, I, I think they, uh, well, you know, you already know that, like the buying and stuff. You, once you're in the club, bub. That's true. Once you're in the club, bub, you know, That's here's your true. shot of adrenochrome and let's go. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> yeah, know we, it. Got, we got some stuff it. to do. Some, yeah, I we got some it. profiteering. You know, um, the Russians intercepted a truck three weeks ago that contained, it was a whole tanker full of adrenochrome made from um, a facility that has captured children and young uh, young men and women where they they got it off from and they were shipping it to Poland to be flown to the United States to the Dover Air Force Base it's all documented and uh, uh, yeah. this, is, this is what our money is going to as if we don't yep. need it here right I don't understand you yeah see that's a well yeah now we're talking some truths you know what I'm saying we could <clears throat> simply think that hey it's a when they roar overhead our stadium, that's, yes, that's our United States Navy. That's, that's, that's the biggest one. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. the, that's a tip of the spear, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, uh, these waters, is actually, there's the one that's, what is it, the, the Marine Admiralty Law, the, the, the water law, you know? And so mm -hmm. these people, or these 
entities have, yeah, they created that law so that you could divvy up the resources of of this planet, you know. And right, right. Like you said, on those different levels with that. Yeah, once you're in the club, you're you're in that that. Yeah, like attracts like. Right, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It, 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 that's simple, right? Yes, you know, and so, so I, <clears throat> you know, when Michiko stuck her hand out and she said, you know, Dr. Yamoto said, it's always that individual or that 10%. That's now, in my, in my mind, I heard it through a Marine. My friend that was a Marine, he told me a different way. Like, it's always that, you know, it's always that individual or that 10%. Stack them, that F it up. Make it bad for everybody in our platoon and stuff like that, right? You know, and I was like, so I thought, is this beautiful person going to say, you know, is that individual, that 10% that? She said, you know, that change, that that, that bring the, the solution, that, that remedy the bad, you know, and it's like, <clears throat> I know the forces that we're up against, and, and it's their way the hope that we never become co cognitive or, or coherent or coherent enough to stand in these holy hoops and sacred circles. The meek is about to inherit the earth. That's what I've been in preparation for. We have the manual to restore earth, us native people. That's why they've been trying to outdo us and break our connections and call us crazy or those people that live on the outskirts of towns with right. or those witches. Right. Or those voodoo dolls and those voodoo ways trying to, like, get people to believe that. But people are starting to see that and see through that. Mm -hmm. That, hey, yeah, you know, this we, they, we, made, we created seeds, you know, that we haven't gone away. We're not gone, but we're, we're still here. Right. And we're here and we're not still, you know. Mm -hmm. we, we, we remember the language mm -hmm. because we are water. You know, we remember our older ways. Right. Right. Without machine, without machines needing oil, without machines needing fuel, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we lived a life where there wasn't <clears throat> schools where we would go to and not return home from. We remember a time when there was, you know, it used to be good mm -hmm. when it was with, right? We weren't working to live. We weren't working to survive. We were doing labors of love. Mm -hmm. There's responsibilities that came with it, mm -hmm. and acknowledgement that came with it, and then <clears throat> how to live in a good way. And so that's uh, that's why I keep telling the, those that come to the circle, you, you know, thank you. You know, the meek shall inherit the earth, and that's that's what I'm here and, and preparing for. You know, and mm -hmm. and my children and my great grandchildren now right. are part of this circle too. You know, and right. Right. Um, so it's like. How do we? How did we stop that? You know, and it's like it. It is dead. You know, like the natives, we fast for four days from the water and from the from the food. Uh -huh. That's medicine. That's earth's medicine, right? And so, uh -huh. you go four days without some food. You go four days without some water. It's not gluttony that you re, you replenish on the fifth day. You know, you just oh gobble 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 gobble. gobble. <laughs> it's more of a. Yeah. It's more of like hey, that just one. One sip of water is enough for right now and mm -hmm. just a taste of that food will restore my energy where I need to be. And so mm -hmm. that <clears throat> those people that need the adrenochrome, those that are harboring souls and, and getting away with those 
in there in there is it, is it called dumps or something like that these these this different level of vibration of right. frequency and realm that people right. are coexisting right. in you know right. it, it's more powerful than that because love conquers all right, right. and right. that's what that's what water is mm-hmm. that's why they want it and control it so much because water <clears throat> water is love love is the source right. the source is the creator the creator is energy, energy is life, and life is water, and water is life. Right. You know, and so it's, right. there's that's a cycle true. right there, and that's that's what it is. And if, if these guys are tapped into it. These 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 serpents are tapped into it. These right. Right. Elohims are tapped into that. That that's how you can control the masses. You know, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, well, you know, our legislature out in Washington State's completely captured by the negatives. Um, I don't think it went through, but um, they had a bill recently, a couple of months ago, to, to forcibly fluoridate all the water supplies in Washington State. And even though fluoride itself is a poison, it's a toxic poison, it's not good for you. Um, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of examples of that now uh, going on, you know. Um, you know, just through their, uh, their, their continued effort to abrogate all treaties, Everything fits underneath that. You know what I'm saying? Like the, right. what you're talking about with fluoride and uh, yeah. the, them getting the best legislation to flor- flor- fluoridate the water. Right, right. Yeah. There's no other place to dump it. Yeah, I know. They, so they have to feed us to, to kill us. You know, they did a study up in Canada, Bob, and uh, they did a study of high school students in Toronto and Vancouver. And in Toronto... Um, the the water supplies were all fluoridated in Vancouver, Canada. They don't fluoridate any any water supplies. Vancouver has great water, and um, they did a study of high school students uh, in both areas. And guess what? Uh, in the senior year of high school in Toronto, huge area, their IQ, the students' IQ, is twenty percent less than it is in Vancouver. Um, and the, uh, scientists think it's because of the fluoridation of the water. The kids are stupider, dumber. They have fewer, less cognitive abilities. Can't think as well because of the fluorides in in their brain from the drinking water. Right, <laughs> that brain fog, calcification of the pineal gland, exactly. all that. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but um, you know, science. I mean, you but it's, it's difficult to believe if it's your government, you know, or a government. You know, that they're. That's why we got an army, isn't it, to protect us and. Yeah. People, you know, like, so we're all under that belief system that we yeah. need these forces to protect yeah. us, you know, and yeah. like what you said in the beginning with this planned demic or this scandemic is, I was kind of laughing in line day because I saw him on the floor, you know, about social distancing and stuff, and I was like, remember that, sir, 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 can I get you, can I get you, get, yeah, could you put your mask up? Yeah, you all want to be safe, don't you? And I'm like, boy, what an umbrella. Yeah. What right. an umbrella for everybody to hide behind. Just right. one. You want to be safe, don't you? Well, that's what your head's for. <laughs> that's what the eyes and the ears and the mouth yeah. are for. Hey, look yeah. out! Something's yeah. falling or something. Yeah. You know, it's like. Yeah. You know, you. Well, well, how about living? You want to live, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I haven't told you this before, Bob, but uh, um, in my previous life, I was uh, I I lived in Nazi Germany, and I followed government orders until. Um, the Nazis uh, uh, did a bunch of mass killings, and I saw it, and I, and I, I got a, I got pretty upset, and that's when I woke up, and then they executed me. So I learned my lesson then not to follow 
um, all government orders back then, um, because not all not all government orders are uh, legal or right for that matter, and they can lead into your demise. So, anyway, it's a long story, but um, yeah, we all need to to wake up. Um, uh, Bob, I got to ask you this question. Um, I was in Eastern Washington here some years ago, and uh, I was it was about uh, I don't know eleven o'clock at night. And I was out in a rural area uh, next to the Columbia, and um, I saw I saw cloud people up in the moonlight. People, you could see their faces up in the clouds. Have you seen cloud people before up in the up in the skies? Yeah, well, I'm not sure if we're talking about the same thing. Okay. Let me listen to more what you have to say about that. Okay. Well, I was um, I was listening to some friends over there. And um, I was on, uh, and I, I looked up in the sky, and there was there was a face, in, there was a face in the clouds, the water, you know, clouds a form of water, and you could see faces in the clouds, and um, and I and I talked to a psychic friend after of mine after that, and um, she said that they were cloud people, and I didn't know too much about them, but I sure saw them there. I felt their presence as well. I was wondering if you'd seen the same thing, experienced the same thing. I only see them as, uh, I don't know if I have over that way like that, or it's, uh, how I see them, or no, or the way I'm kind of relating, I know you're probably talking about something different, but yeah. over here, this, this landscape, like, they call it Mount Rainier, but it Tishwak, the, the place that touches the sky, they have these things that scientists call like lenticular clouds. And so to me, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. how I see it. The holy beings, the holy ones and mm -hmm. or faces is those different layers that that come down to that water that's on top of that uh, volcano, the, the frozen water inside, you know, and mm -hmm. that there's mm -hmm. that they, they say it before, like there's special shells, there's special rocks on those shores of uh of that lake that's on top of that frozen mountain, you know, and mm -hmm. when these the cloud people come down, and the sky people come down, and they counsel, then they show me like images, you know, I, I, I like see them. Right? Do you see what I'm talking about? People are like, ah, that those are lenticular clouds. Oh yeah, that's a cedar hat. Yeah, they say one of that that it's going to rain tomorrow. Or right? it's such mm -hmm. a, it's such a what do you call it? Like a discredit or. It's, it's so casual how people like, you know, there it is, man. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I know. Don't you see it? And so I, I think that's a lot, maybe it might be along the lines of like how you see in the faces in the clouds over that way. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's just, yeah. I've, so I've yeah, also, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I've also seen um, Native Americans um, spirits in um, around Mount Shasta as well. You can clearly see the pictures. If you look at the rock carefully, you can see the face, everything there, um, uh, Bob. It's amazing, really. I've seen a lot of that in Peru as well, around Machu Picchu and um, all kinds of places where you can actually see faces where there's like the spirit has gone into the rock, and they're there. They are there. I can feel their presence, so it's interesting. Yeah, I believe that, too. I believe what you're saying like that. Mm -hmm. that's, there's, yeah, I, totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want, I want to tell you something uh, qu uh, quick, uh, Bob. I, um, I've been uh, fundraising for uh, clean water for the Hopi Indians down in Arizona since uh, 2018. And uh, we do fundraising uh, for them as well. And um, 
Um, is there is there a need for uh, a clean water filters, uh, clean water on the Nisqually as well, or what, what's their water situation like? I'm sure there is all, all the Puyallup, around. The, uh, Mid Puyallup, yeah, Mid Puyallup. Yeah, as, well, as you know, as the urban Indians, where they, they, you know, the word Tacoma means the place of water, uh-huh. right? Co oh. is the is the root word. Co, that's why it's like Tacoma, that mountain. And so we have over eight hundred thousand businesses and people siphoning off the Puyallup River, and so you know it's gone through. It's being treated somehow, some way. We just had recently uh, a dam breach where all that pastoral turf from the kingdom, those rubber pellets of uh, who knows how many generations of, of fish it's going to affect, you oh, know. Oh, and you're so it's like. Me. Wow, that's terrible. No, it, it, they're getting away from the electron dam, to be specific, you know. And so these, these owners of these <clears throat> dams and. Uh, have created a you know this situation you know where you have Army Corps of Engineers straightening out our river you know and that that's the name of it Poyallup it means the big bends the big bends at the end of the river and so mm-hmm. it, it used to you know so I'm sure it could we could somewhere somehow some way I'd have to I don't know right at the top of my pointy head yeah uh, where that where that needs to go or who needs to hear what what you have to offer that way but I appreciate the the labor of love. I appreciate the effort and the attention that you're giving to the Hopis down there. Mm-hmm. When uh, I say down there on the Navajo with the Diné people, you have to go to chapter houses and buy water, you know, and bring your water carrier. You'd have to buy a right. uh, tanks and then uh, go buy go buy a put a token in and get a fill of water and then go back and put it in your your well and then you just kind of ration out your your bathing water with your cooking cooking water. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well. Well. Yeah. Well, it. Um, so we're, that, that, we're, not a lot of truth with that. You know, if you yeah. have to carry your own water every day, that right. you, you find the importance of the drips. Right. Right. The right. value of them. Right. Well, it it got so bad down there that uh, in 2015, the Hopi sued the Obama administration um, for them to build a, a water a water plant, and they refused. So I found out about what it ha- what was going on down there. You know, men only live uh, 44 years on the Hopi, and women only live 53 years because of all the radiation and arsenic in the water. And um, it's it's kind of a sad thing in a way. Uh, it's from mining activities by Peabody Mining that they've 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 they have drained out so much water over the last uh, 30 40 years that the the locals now are getting their water from aquifers at the bottom of the aquifer and that's where all the toxins are and um so we've been fundraising for clean water filters for them for five years now and uh that's the next segment of my show today is to is is focusing in on that with a couple of people and you're welcome to stay on too bob if you like i love your perspective on things um um but uh, uh people people need to to really they don't think that that uh, water is the water needs to be treated as something sacred and like you said there's just one definition of water in the english language they don't give you many options for to show that it is sacred you know uh, that's i think that's part of the maybe the language is part of the problem too yeah there's yeah, it, it all creates vibration frequencies and patterns and those are our conducts and our behaviors. And when we see and can play games that have guns or flames or bombs in it, you know, we kind of, or certain radio things that we hear, the ads, it all forms 
beliefs, and nobody wants to be wrong. And so I was like, if we were to learn how the gentleness and the deepness and how it flows and how it's forgiving and how it replenishes and mm-hmm. that teardrops, you know, not to wipe them away with your open hand and scratch your face with them like the outer part of a corn husk. Right. But if you use that inner side of the corn husk, the back of your hand, when you do have a tear, when you might feel emotional, don't use a tissue and, and discard your feelings like that, but to use the back of your hand and wipe that tear around your face, maybe like a cat when it washes its face, use the back of your hand, the female side, the gentle side, the grandma side, the soft side, mm-hmm. and replenish your energy, replenish your body, replenish yourself mm-hmm. with the back of a hand, with that teardrop, and you'll... It brings life back into you. You recompose, you know, you, you return how you, you really are like that. Just from a, just from a teardrop, you know, and so when we can start feeling it that way, then we'll, we'll start feeling the change and we'll start being the recipients and the beneficiaries of kindness and generosity and, right. and all that comes from water, you know, the, right. the raindrops right. and stuff like that. So right. 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 I'd like to stick around, but, uh, my family, we had plans to get over and see that great grandchild of ours, and they're they're forming. A, um, my other daughter, she's turned forty today, so they're kind of putting it all together. And oh, how nice, Bob! That's beautiful. Share some more water with them. That's that's beautiful, Bob. Well, I'm so glad you could come on today, my friend. I love hearing all your wisdom, and uh, let's let's get together for lunch or something soon, my friend. Um, um, yeah, it'd be great to see you, um, and. Um, I thank you again for sharing all your wisdom today. It's been really great having you on. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to come here and be a part of your circle. That that holy hoop it contracts and it expands. That's the wakan, the mystery, the, the the sacredness of circles. You know, there's more than enough room. Nobody's first and nobody's last. Everybody's with. You know, it's right. it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure right. to be with you and your audience today. You know, may many blessings come your way and. Uh, and healings, too, and solutions to whatever your situation is today. And, and may the Creator bless your water and the water that you drink, too. Oh. So thank you for having me on, and have a nice day today. Okay. I'll talk to you sooner than later, Ted. Okay, my friend. And by the way, Bob, a couple of people have asked, uh, how can they support your efforts? Or is there a website they can go to or a contact info for you, perhaps? Hey, maybe when we have that lunch, you could help me set up something like that. But there, I, I'm on the Facebook. That's about the only thing that's public for me right now is uh, okay. yeah, Google my name, and it'll lead you to Facebook, and I'll catch you guys there, and we can, we can work on it together. Okay, I can I can get you some help, I think. I'll put up a website. Uh, Give me some. Thank you. My pleasure, my friend. All right, Bob, have a beautiful day, and it's great to talk to you, my friend. Great to connect. Great to talk to you. Okay. Okay. All right, cheers. Over now. Wait. All right. All right, take care, Bob. That was Bob Satyakam, uh, 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 junior, uh, a uh, uh, elder with the uh, Puyallup tribe of Indians uh, in Tacoma, Washington. A great man. Uh, it's been a couple of years since I've had him on my show, and and um, he contacted me on Facebook the other day, and I said, "Oh, it's so good to hear from him. He has such beautiful wisdom and understanding as well. A very spiritual man. Uh, he's with the Puyallup tribe located in Tacoma, and I always enjoy having him on this show. I." I on this show, I'll be having him on again sometime in the close in the near future. Um, there is um, my next segment of my show is it will be on a fundraising for clean water for the Hopi Indians. Um, it's actually a small group of people who do that. Um, there is uh, Nancy Rivard of Airline Ambassadors affiliated with American Airlines. 
uh, and she does charitable projects all over the world to make this world a better place. She's a, a great lady, beautiful person, a very sweet soul. And I did a pre-record with her a couple days ago um, because um, she couldn't be on live today, but uh, she'll be on here in just a minute. Um, uh, Don, if you wouldn't mind uh, get, getting that ready, it's about 20 minutes long, talks about her work. And then I'll bring on uh, my good friend. Thanks so much, Don. Appreciate that so much. Um, you know, Don, I couldn't do this show without you. Appreciate you so much for all your help. And then uh, if we could uh, uh, play that in just about 30 seconds, and then I'll bring on Leon McLaughlin of the Washington Clean Water Foundation. We'll talk about Leon's efforts, and both of us do fundraising for clean water for the Hopi. We, um, 100% of all monies raised go right to the Hopi. And um, there's a way you can we can go through Clean Water Foundation of Washington to make the, the contribution tax deductible. He's a 501c3 organization, and he's actually worked. He works with a manufacturer of clean water filters uh, for the Hopi and Navajo that where it takes out all the radiation. Thank you. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. OK, we've got somebody else coming on now. That's not um, it's not. My show, but anyway, that's okay. That's all right, Don. <laughs> that's okay, my friend. Um, but anyway, why don't we go ahead and play this um, this segment with Nancy Rivard? That's okay, Don. No worries, my friend. Uh, we'll go ahead and, and play this uh, segment. It's twenty minutes, and then I'll bring on um, bring on uh, Leon McLaughlin. We'll talk about fundraising and situation on the Hopi and Navajo reservations. Thank you so much for listening today, everyone. If we all uh, if we all work together, I know we can create a much better and happier world. Are you there, my friend? Yes. Hey, how's it going, Ted? Oh, fine, fine. I was just getting ready to play Nancy Rivard, but we'll we'll talk to you first, my friend. Uh, since uh, since you got on, it's so good to have you here. Leon uh, is a wonderful fellow. Uh, he's got quite a story as to he got how he got interested in water. He has his own um, nonprofit organization called the uh, Clean Water Foundation of Washington. Did I get that right? <laughs> yes, you did. Clean Water Foundation, WA.org. Okay. And you're located in, uh, is it North Korea where you're located? I'm trying to remember. No, it's Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Seattle. <laughs> Seattle. Yeah, you're located in Seattle. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, anyway, and um, people, oh, we, we both do fundraising. Um, and the nice thing about Leon, has got a heart of gold. And he does he does fundraising for the Hopi and Navajo. We we both started I don't know about maybe five years ago, and um, he's been working with a manufacturer to produce these water filters. And what's um, amazing is that, and I want you to tell more about this, Leon. What's amazing is that the filters themselves um, are specifically designed uh, to take out all the arsenic and all the um, radiation from the uh, water, drinking water of the, uh, the Hopi. And the Hopi men only lived to 44 and the women only lived to 53 years old because of all the crap in the water. And it's from years of mining by Peabody Mining who, who used, pumped out millions, trillions of gallons of water out of the Rockford, affected both the Hopi <coughs> and the Navajo reservations. So today the, the locals, the Hopi and Navajo too, they get their water from the same aquifer. They pump water from the very bottom of the aquifer, which has got all this crap in it. And, um, but that's where, um, 
that's where we step in. And, and uh, uh, Leon is a genius. He, he, he worked with a uh, worth with the manufacturer of these water filters to design a filter that takes out uh, both the arsenic and the uh, radiation out of the water. And so, and and he's uh, he he uh, um, uh, sells them to the to us uh, to uh, the Clean Water Foundation at cost at their cost. And so, 100% of all monies donated to go to the water filters goes uh, through myself and and Leon, uh, the Clean Water Foundation to help them. And then we have. Ernest Tahoe on the, on the Hopi Reservation and a lot of other volunteers to get these these uh, water filters out to home. So we're making a real difference. And with that, please ex- introduce yourself, my friend, and tell us a little bit about your your work, your beautiful work. Yes, um, my name is Leon McLaughlin, and I'm the CEO of the Clean Water Foundation. And like you said, Ted, it was amazing that we start working with the manufacturers to develop these um, filters that take out arsenic, uranium, um, and a lot of other contaminants and viruses. And we actually had Ernest um, help us design the filter. Um, And he's the water director uh, consultant for the Hopi and Navajo tribe that's been working with us. And when we started this project five years ago with our first water filter um, going into the homes there, Um, Now we have, five years later, over 400 um, homes with these water filters that's taking out the arsenic and uranium and is saving the lives of the children and their families on the Hopi Reservation. And we started out actually on your show when Martha um, Childress had told us about you and I came on your show and we were in like 20 countries then around the world and you asked what are you doing in the United States and I told you I didn't think it was a problem in the United States um, with water and that's when you mentioned the Hopi and Navajo reservation and I was totally shocked in Arizona that they had contaminated water like a lot of other people that really don't know the situation there and that's how we started. Right, right. And a lot of it, you know, there's a lot of good people out there, Leon. They're just not aware of the situation. I remember flying down to Phoenix a couple of years ago to visit the Hopi. And on the flight down uh, from Seattle, I talked to a nice couple from Phoenix. And of course, nothing's reported in the press in Phoenix. Uh, Nothing is reported in Arizona. That's their own state, you know, about the poor water conditions. So people don't know about it. They're not going to do anything to help out. But uh, but um, I'm so glad that that um, you're 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 doing what you're doing, and um, and there's many volunteers as well uh, that 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 do help. And I think it's how many homes do we have it now? Three fifty? Is that right? Uh, four hundred. We're we're in Excellent. over four hundred homes with water units um, that we've been doing for the five years that we've been working out there, which is amazing. Five years ago, imagine one home. And now, five years later, um, we're in 400 homes. And also in um, the school, uh, the First Mesa Elementary School, we just put a water uh, filter in that school for all the kids. And the elementary school teacher homes. So we not only put a water uh, for the school that's out there, the elementary school, but the school teachers that's um, out there, we actually installed water units in their homes also. That was our latest um project which is, is that, awesome is that hopiville or cotsamo village where are the first uh one? it's it's in it's in um first mesa 
um, in Hopi um, Bill, right there. Okay. Yep, okay. right okay. on the reservation. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, it's called the First Mesa Elementary School. Oh, how wonderful, how wonderful. You know, when you're down there and you get a glass of water, it's deceptive because you don't realize what's in it. You know what I mean? But Exactly. You know, it may look clean, but it's not, you know. And um, now it didn't start out that way. For as I, I know from uh, Vernon Mesvaspa, I, th- I believe, uh, a Hopi elder told me that back in 1980 or 81, when Stuart Udall approved this um, terrible agreement with Peabody Mining, um, that they would be given water dirt cheap from the Hopi aquifer uh, to use as sluice to to um, send coal to some sort of processing plant in Colorado or or no 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 it was in Vegas somewhere in Nevada um, but unfortunately that allowed the company to pump out millions and millions of gallons of water and as the water I mean this this water was millions of years old clean too but the this best water was used for uh, mining activities. Um, to benefit this company, which they made huge profits out of, but as the water was pumped out, it drained down. And um, how long, um, maybe this is off topic, but how long do you think it would take through natural means for that water supply to replenish itself? Millions of years? Is it, would it take that long? What what do you think? Um, I think from what um, Vernon told me, which I was totally shocked, just like when we developed that filter, because I'd never you know, dealt with any uranium or mm-hmm. arsenic of that level. But what happened is that they had told them they were only going to go down like three to 4,000 feet to get their water. And they actually went down um, much further than what they had promised the Hopi that they were going to go down. And that's why they tapped all of their water from those, like you said, from that aquifer. So it would probably take like a lot of years to get that water back and to get it back to where yeah. it was at before they um, drained it. And not only that, they're doing feasibility studies now to see um, how long it would take, just like you're saying. But they actually just raided their water, basically, and told them that um, they wasn't going to take as much water as they had taken and then they found out that they really raided their water and took a lot more than what they said they were going to take not only that they polluted the water because you know if you get dealing with uranium um that's what really um took them out and that's what gave them the cancers that they're getting right now today because by taking that water using it in a you know for uranium um, it polluted their whole land and water. Well, uh, from Vernon, the uranium. Yeah, Vernon Mesvaspa, I believe, is uh, Mesvaspa. Yeah. He the He's, one that that knows the whole story on what happened. Well, he he has a nonprofit called the Black Mesa Trust. Back in um, 2015, he told me they sued Obama administration and the BIA because they weren't doing anything about the water. They'd broken the agreements. Um, I'm not sure whether they sued Peabody Mining or not. I, I don't know how. Yeah, they did. They, they, they did. put a, they're trying to do it now. They're trying, right. but Peabody went bankrupt. So um, right. they really got shafted. Then they reopened under another company because Peabody is still operating. So they went bankrupt on that original company that you were talking about. 
Then right. they opened up the new Peabody uh, company, <laughs> and so they never gave them the money that they were supposed to get because the old company went bankrupt and they opened up under a new Peabody company. Oh, I mean, I wow, what that's some serious shenanigans. Interesting, interesting. Well, the other thing that happened, too, is that they got so frustrated, they sued um, both of them back in 15, and they lost through a judge appointed by Obama. And uh, so they got very frustrated. And I, and I told them back in 18, so I said, the heck with the government, let's just do private fundraising. They can't stop us. And it's been very successful just to do it on our own um, with the help of the Hopi, of course, and their, and, and their direction. Uh, as to to help them out and so it's been a cooperative effort 100% volunteer um, 100% of all monies raised go right to the Hopi for the clean water filters and it's it's kind of thing you can you can feel good about (laughs) you know I mean um, and especially the work you do now you have an interesting story uh, Leon um, about how you got interested in water would you mind sharing it briefly yeah what happened to me is I was actually traveling and I was in Mexico and uh-huh. I seen these um, barrels on the roofs in Mexico, and I was asking um, the people, and I talked to this lady, and I was like, what are those barrels on the roofs? And they said they were water barrels that they actually catch rain and the water from there because they couldn't afford to purchase the water from the water trucks. And the one lady that I talked to basically said that um, she stored her water from those barrels in her bathtub. And one day she was having a gathering and a tourist was at her gathering and asked to use the uh, bathroom and went in there and seen the water in the bathtub and he drained it thinking he was doing her a favor and came out and told her and she started crying saying that was her water for the month. So I was wondering if you could make a mobile water unit um, like um the coffee carts and the hot dog carts so i went to school for water distribution repair and maintenance and got a degree in it and Mm -hmm. we designed a water cart like a coffee cart and it was solar and that's how we got started um and we're in our first um location was in bolivia where we were working with world vision and we they had like a uh katrina situation and we put that water cart there and they found out that the water that they were getting from that water cart was um, pure than the water before the disaster. And they started using it for everyday use when it was uh, uh, meant for disaster and relief. And that's how I started out. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. What? Developing what? these water carts. And it's just like when we went to the Hopi, because we were basically just taking out contaminated water, like uh, water that the animals, because a lot of people was washing in the river, the animals was in the river. So we were taking out viruses and contaminants from like the river, the ponds, the lakes. But on the Hopi situation with the uranium and arsenic, I never had done that before. So we actually talked to some manufacturers that specialized in uranium filters and it was during the pandemic as you call the scandemic and (laughs) everybody was home so we actually talked to these scientists that normally travels around the world at the manufacturers that connected me up with that normally would be traveling they didn't really have time to talk 
you know, to anyone. But by being at home because of the pandemic, they actually connected me with those guys. And I told them about the situation on the Hopi Trap, like you had told me on the talk show. And they were like, what? And they say, well, let's develop a filter for them. And we got with Ernest and we talked to the manufacturers that specialize in uranium filters. And we developed the filter from a water sample that we had got from the Hopi land because all of our units are custom made. So we actually take a water sample, see what's in the water. Then we make a filter to um, help that situation there with the contaminated water and that's what we did with the uranium um contamination and the um arsenic and the other viruses and contaminants and we actually because we normally use like uv light to kill the viruses but they actually made a filter that could take out contaminants viruses and the uranium um and we designed that that's how we ended up because i had never dealt with uranium ever i mean that was heavy yeah right well um you know, all the angels are thanking you. All the elders of the Hopi and Navajo are thanking you, um, and, and everyone who's helped in this effort, um, because it's uh, it's important work. You know, and um, um, they, 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 you know, they they need help. You know, and um, I'm gl- I'm glad that you know I'm glad the the work we st- we started. You and I started this what back in, yeah, five years ago now, and so it keeps going and. Uh, um, and I'm so proud of you uh, for doing this work, and I'm glad glad to be able to help. And I know it started off with a lady, Teresa, I think her name is. Um, yeah. What, yeah, Teresa. Teresa, mm-hmm. yeah. She donated 30000 35000 Yeah. That was uh, a really uh, uplifted my spirits. I said, I know there's a lot of good people out there. And um, and the, and a lot more people have come through as well. Corporations have as well. Some corporations, um, American Airlines with Nancy Rivard came through, and I heard um, after that that President Trump was one of the uh, one of the people behind that. In uh, the fall, was it fall of two thousand nineteen or twenty? I can't remember. I think it was nineteen, where American Airlines came through with twenty thousand uh, dollars to help as well. I mean, there's we, we can all help. Lots of ways we do it, but. Uh, President Trump didn't do didn't take credit for it and kept his name out of it, but he was behind well, one of one of the reasons why it happened. Um, so, um, but if we all work together, Leon, we can create a much better and, and happier world. Um, the Navajo have the same issues with the same water um, supply, I assume. Yes, because they're on the same reservation, so it's the same. Because um, you know we take water samples out mm-hmm. on the reservation. Right. And they're on the same reservation. And, yeah, they have the same issue because of that um, polluting from the Peabody Mining Company. And like you said, they had a pipeline that they took that water from the aquifer that went to Nevada to supply um, energy for um, Nevada and California. It mm-hmm. was I think it was like the longest pipe water pipeline ever in the U.S., um, no. You can Google it and check it out, and that's how they took their water for that pipeline. Yeah, for energy. Well, 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 Leon. Well, um, I like to I like to focus in on positive things on the show, um, and uh, this is a very positive thing people can do to help. Um, how much do the water filters cost? Hundred and fifty, or what? What's the cost for the? Yeah, it's like a hundred and fifty dollars, and each unit provides okay. fifty people with clean fresh drinking water for a year um and um 
the replacement filters is like 40 bucks um, per mm-hmm. year to replace the filters or after 10,000 gallons of water has been used. Right. So um, the manufacturers cut a deal where they're giving it to us at cost and yeah, so $150 provide 50 people with drinking water. Mm-hmm. Wow. And That's... those units last for 30 years. You just replace the filters, which <laughs> is another good thing. 30 years. That's wonderful. My goodness. Yeah. You that's, just replace the filters every year, but the units last for 30 years. Wow, that's that's so beautiful. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Um, tell us briefly, just touch on this too briefly, uh, Leon, uh, how is your work going in other parts of the world? I know you do work in Africa, and um, boy, I lost count <laughs> where you yeah, are. Yeah, we're in 40 different countries. Actually, we just did a deal in Honduras. We did Jamaica. We went to a school in Jamaica that does um, not only the school um teach you know the kids about um water and is they do a basketball um uh classes um and that's in kingston jamaica uh called the majesty garden school in jamaica we just did that a few months ago um and we did honduras we did a water unit there um in a hospital that's um helping the community out Mm-hmm. Um, we also did Mexico. So yeah, those are the latest, uh, projects. We actually got a, uh, artist from Mexico, uh, Leonel, um, and he's about 20 years old that's putting these paintings together and we're working with our fundraisers selling his paintings and the, uh, percentage go for water units. So we have three events coming up, one in Beverly Hills, uh, April 29th. Um, we also have an event April 7th in Bellevue uh, fundraiser. And then we have a big fashion show dinner on uh, May 27th in Kirkland, Washington. So the fundraiser has been going great. People been getting involved and um, it's been pretty good. But yeah, we, we like I said, this year, Honduras, the Philippines and um, Mexico and Jamaica so far, along with the Hopi and Navajo. That's great. That's wonderful, Leon. It's great to have that kind of worldwide support. And look how much you've been able to do without government support. I mean, yeah, the grassroots effort's been amazing. I mean, like you said, we've been grassroots um, doing sure. the whole um, right. deal, which is great. Just working together works with different people, artists. We got musicians that's helping us out. We're doing a Cirque du Soleil show April 7th. And I was just with some of the folks from Cirque du Soleil and who ran the Ringling Brothers really? Circuit. That's going to be performing on April 7th. Um, mm-hmm. And I was with them last night and they said, we're actually going to add more performers to your April 7th fundraiser. So that's going to be fun. We got live fun. entertainment and a Cirque du Soleil show on April 7th at the Hyatt in Bellevue, Washington, the Hyatt Regency Hotel, place nice. called The Suite, where we're going to be at. Uh-huh. Yeah. Isn't that great? That's great. I know. I know. Uh, you had a big. Uh, we had a big fundraiser. It was about a, a year ago, wasn't it? Was it a year ago? I, uh, I can't remember. It was. Uh, you had a, a whole bunch of uh, bands uh, fundraising for Hopi. Mm-hmm. Water. I can't remember all the details, but anyway. Yeah, we we had a World Water Day because you know this is World yeah. Water Day week. Uh, That's March right. March second was World Water Day, so we had a big fundraiser last year um, right. with uh, about. 15 different acts um, for right. World Water Day, and we actually did a right. virtual concert um, right. on that. Yeah. 
Right. Well, that's uh, that's that is so great. Um, Nancy uh, Rivard of Airline Ambassadors wanted to be part of the program today, but she's out in the spot where she had a prior commitment and the internet didn't have internet reception. So yeah, I had she's in El Salvador. Sometime that internet is on and off where she's at. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, she did a twenty-minute pre-record today, which I promised I'd play. Um, if it's okay, if it's okay, Leon, if we could play that, maybe. Um, uh, five minutes. Well, we could do a couple things. I could play it in five minutes, and then you could come on at the end for ten, um, or um, we could keep talking for another ten. Well, another fifteen minutes, and then I would play it toward the, the last segment of the of the day. Um, what, whatever you like is better. It's, on your- it's up to you, Ted. Just let me know. Okay. Okay. Well, let's just keep talking, and then I'll. That way, it'll wrap up your interview, and then you won't have to to wait. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, what about? Um, uh, do you do any work in Russia? Just curious if you if you have any connections. Um, we're in the Ukraine. Um, we've okay. been putting water units in orphanages. I just had a meeting um, on Thursday with some folks, uh, I America um, organization, and we're talking about putting more water units in a water treatment plant in Ukraine. But we we oh. do have uh, we work with the Peace Corps. And we put some water units over in orphanages in Ukraine, Moldova, um, and Hungary, where we have water units at. So we are working with um, the Ukrainian people on um, putting our water units there. And we've been working with the Peace Corps over there. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Egypt many years ago, and the Nile, the lower part of the Nile, um, uh, looks uh, great, but there's pollution issues there too. Um, and people also get what's called what's it called? Um, oh, it's it's a parasite in the water itself. They can get from drinking it or swimming in the water. Um, have you done a, a, a work in in Egypt as well? I haven't um, went to Egypt. We we haven't been over there. We've okay. been in um, you know Africa, um, but not um, the Middle East. Okay. 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 How about Flint, Michigan? That's, I guess, I don't know a thing about it. It was in the news a couple of years ago where they were, like, getting um, brown sludgy water out of their faucets. Is that still a problem? Do you know? It's still an issue. They had lead in the water. And actually, we were working with um, one of the colleges over there and um, the mayor um, in Flint to put water units in. And they got caught up in all the bureaucracy. So we actually had fundraised for water units to go in all of the schools over there for the kids. Oh, wonderful. And we had fundraised, had the water units to go in the schools, and the bureaucracy um, stopped us, and we had to end up taking those units and sending them to Cambodia. They were super embarrassed. We were working with um, Oakland Community College over there, and the college was just, and that's in Auburn Hills, and they were super embarrassed that we had actually raised the money to put the water units in all of the schools in Flint for the kids. Oh my and God. They, they, the bureaucracy stopped us. They quit calling. They quit emailing back to us. So the school said we were so embarrassed. Um, can you take the water units on a project that we were doing in Cambodia? Um, well, for the kids you know, at the college, and we sent the water units to Cambodia. They took them with open arms, but Flint is still in a really horrible situation, oh. just like um, 
Palestine, Ohio, where you get hit with the bureaucracy um, and I, nothing is done. And you know how long that's been, and they still don't have clean water in Flint. I was told that uh, the, the administrators of that school district in uh, Flint, Michigan, were paying Nestle exorbitant amounts of money for bottled water from Nestle. And now the bottled water from Nestle has nanobots, has graphene in it. Yeah. Um, it causes heart attacks in, in children and, and, and kids. So, because they wanted a cut of the action, they wanted to make money off of it. And that's here, exactly you were doing, right. You were doing this for free, and you were willing to give it to them. And the administ- the government stood in the way, so these kids don't have. I mean, this is disgusting. I'm sorry, it's disgusting. And those You're people right, are jail. You are hundred percent right. That's how it went down. Nestle ain't no joke. Yeah, they blocked us in Flint. The school told me is um, Oakland Community College um, there who were working with me because we wanted to get the kids involved in right. the project in Flint. And they're in Auburn Hills. And they told me the dean of the college said, we are totally embarrassed on what happened on this project for us to bring these water units in the schools in Flint for free. And we already had the donations. We had the water units and we had to end up taking those water units and sending them to Cambodia and they welcomed those water units with open arms and didn't even take 30 days to close the the, the, the water project deal in Cambodia and um, here Flint um, stopped us with the bureaucracy well um, what, what, when was that anyway uh, Leon that was back like about I would say five years ago or so when they had that issue in Flint and it's still an issue today Okay. So that was back, I think, in 2018 when they first had it. Yeah. Sure. sure. Well, um, I have and imagine some... they still don't have clean water today. Right. I have and some the problem was the lead. That's what they were. Um, I see. The issue was the lead in the water because we had special made machines to take out that lead. I see. Well, I have some national media contacts and um, I'm going to I'm going to make some phone calls this week on it. Yep. Uh, if you don't mind, I think I can, oh, yeah. get, I can get a lot of coverage on this. Uh, give me a couple days. Um, okay. I'll see if I can turn things around. Uh, frankly, Nestle and those uh, government officials should be arrested. Exactly. It was horrible on what happened. Yeah. Well, that's that's what happened with the Hopi, you know. I mean, um, that they had that same problem in 15. Uh, with, I don't want to get political, but Obama and Obama appointed judge, they, they didn't care about the Native Americans. They just... Yeah. Well, you know, when you look at politicians, you know what I'm saying? They're, it's bureaucracy. Like I said, with the Flint thing, it's all bureaucracy. Same thing with the Katrina situation, bureaucracy. Right, right, right. Remember Katrina, yeah. Yeah. I remember remember those people's, um, uh, they were like, uh, uh, like, just caged in that stadium in New Orleans for for they I don't know how many months in that stadium, like you said, they, for how many months? And That's they were exactly starving, right? right. Yep. And there were uh, violent crimes being committed against people there, including uh, sexual assaults. And nothing was being done by the Bush administration. They didn't care. I mean, like, what? What is it? This? Was chaos, just like yeah. you said. That's exactly right. Yeah, um, I think the mayor even went to the uh, to the penitentiary for corruption there. Huh. Um, wow. During that time, because of the Katrina wow. thing, yep. Wow. Yeah, the, the bureaucracy is a killer. If you're not doing it grassroots, just like you said with the Hopi, um, right. if you're not doing the grassroots thing, um, 
nothing happens. Look at East Palestine, Ohio, the last day telling those people that it's safe for the water in the air, and it's horrible. They'll yeah. never be able to sell their property um, or drink the water. And if was, you know, they're awful. telling them that the water is safe and it really isn't. And you hear the people saying, hey, we're catching rashes, we're catching stomach problems and it's because of that water but they tell them oh it's safe to drink the water they even had the governor come on there and drink some water and you know that was fake water he was drinking to yeah. say it and he only took a sip if you look at the clip <laughs> with the epa but um you know what can you say well the bureaucracy is horrible yeah right right well that could have been all prevented if norfolk Southern hadn't knowingly dumped i mean talk about insanity thousands of pounds right into a crink that goes into the Ohio River that feeds into the Mississippi and then and burning it so it goes into the air and it heads eastward as well. You couldn't have done more to kill off more people um, by, by doing that. But, you know, I, I, um, I, we, are getting, we are getting help uh, by benevolent uh, extraterrestrials off-planet um, to help them out. They're cleaning it up like they did Fukushima back in 2007 yeah. in Japan. They did clean that up too. Because they knew we couldn't handle. They're not going to let us kill ourselves, but um, it clearly shows that uh, it's time to change out this illegitimate government. They're not doing anything about it, and they don't care. I mean, yep. when um, when it happened, Bush went over to the Ukraine to give them another hundred billion dollars. The only person that showed up was was Trump. A couple, and then and then the Biden EPA decided to help them out. But I don't know how much it was, or whether they're even helping him now. I doubt it. But. Um, but I guess also, Leon, in a good way, this shows the power of the people to work from the grassroots level. Everybody can can help a little bit, and and you can make you can make a, a huge difference, like with the Hopi and now the, and the Navajo now, and the people. That's of the key. Too. That's it's the key. The key. The Working together the from the from the grassroots. Do not, like right. you said, count on the government. Um, and I learned that lesson um, in Katrina when it first happened, in Flint when it first happened, right. um, that right. the people need to make the move. And like you said, on Hopi Land, that what we're doing is amazing. I mean, on the grassroots level, I'm, I'm totally stunned on what we're doing and, and the accomplishments yeah. that we have made from when you first told us about the situation till today where we have over 400 homes, which is um, from a little small group like us, to be able to do that is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I need to run the, um, my producer just said we need to run the, the file now, but I want to thank you so much. What's your uh, uh, web address? Www. What is it, please? So people. Uh, can... Yeah, if anyone would like to volunteer or donate for the Hopi and Navajo Reservation Water Project, it's www.cleanwaterfoundationwa.org. Okay. Thank you so much, Leon. I'm sorry we have to have me dead. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you soon, my friend. All righty. Okay. Talk to you later. Thank Take you. Take care. Bye my bye. pleasure. Bye bye. Bye. Go ahead and Don, run the, run the pre record. I'm sorry to run over. Thank you. This is an interview with Nancy Rivard. Hello, friends. This is Ted from Out of This World Radio, and I have a fantastic guest on today named Nancy Rivard from Airline Ambassadors. And um, she raises uh, funds to make this world a better place through her charitable projects. And one of the things she works on is clean water for the beautiful Hopi Indian. And it's something actually started with your father. Was that right? Was your father into that? And you learned yes, it? Yes, from- my father actually pioneered research into reverse osmosis. Wow. Okay. Which is the, which is 
one of the ways that we're helping the Hopi and Navajo clean up their water. I was particularly interested because I had, um, after my dad died, he was only 54, in 1981, I went out to visit the Hopi Indians. I embarked uh -huh. on a spiritual quest that uh -huh. took seven years. First place I went was Hopi land and to meet Grandfather David, the spiritual elder of the Hopi. Oh, wow. And I had a remarkable experience there. Um, it was very, really very beautiful. And ever since that time, uh, I wanted to help the Hopi. Later, when Grandfather died, I was with Thomas Banyaka in the United Nations where he gave the Hopi prophecy. And wow. the same phenomena that happened when I was in Hopi, Hopi land happened at the UN. They had to close down the UN the next day. The wind picked up and two trees were uprooted. And then later I was with Thomas also when we had the prayer vigil for the earth in Washington, D.C. And uh, Grant, uh, Thomas actually stayed in my apartment uh, where I lived clo quite close to the Washington Mall. Oh, wow. So I was so happy to meet Leon McLaughlin when he talked about working for the Hopi and using reverse osmosis technology. I said, oh my God, I want to do this as a legacy for my father. Uh-huh, nice. So we've been able to impact um, 3,000 people, specifically families, in, uh, in on the Hopi Reservation by raising money for these uh, special filters that Leon is making. Beautiful. The poor, the poor people, uh, the water in their aquifers, every mm -hmm. time it rains, is filled with uranium and arsenic. It's making them sick and they're dying. Right, right. So uh, right. they have to drive four hours round trip wow. to the closest place to buy clean water. And most of them don't have money for gas and all that. Oh, so wow. we are providing these filters so far impacting mm. 3,000 families on the reservation. But we need a lot more. Right. Right, that's beautiful. I remember Ernest Tahoe, uh, Hopi elder, took uh, took me to a place where um, he said uh, he had a Geico counter and he said, "Look, Ted, this place is full of uranium, and I'll show you." So he went to us. I think he went to the third mesa. It was it was uh, it was a bit of a drive. Pulled off the side of the road, and he said, "See the rocks on the left side of the road that they're discolored. That discoloration is uranium." And so he took the Geico counter and went off the scale. And he, he said, uh, he said, I think we what should. What color were the rocks? Um, they were kind of um, a reddish, looks like a, a bleached, uh, a bleached off white and reddish, different colors. They looked very distinctive, but that was uranium, and it was very extremely high radiation content. And I said to him, I said, I don't think it's safe to be here. <laughs> so he says, No, but we just spent a few minutes. But I said, You know, there's a cafe, a half a block away. And they said, "Yeah, the people are exposed to the radiation all the time, and you can you can imagine what the water's like. You know, the water must be just totally radioactive." Oh my God, that's horrible! Yeah. Yeah, and this whole right. thing, this Peabody mining, the United States government yeah. said that they yeah. own the land when they put the Indians on what they thought was the worst land possible, arid and hard. Nothing there. Yeah. Did they own what's underneath? So Peabody Mining came in and created these uranium mines right. and just left. They right. left the, the indigenous people there to yeah. hold mm -hmm. the energy for the earth. Right, right. It, it exactly. 
Yeah, that's true. They did. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I hope I'm going there in June. And we're going. Um, I'm going to be with Martha, and I'll meet um, well, Ernest. Good. I hope. So good. I hope he can take me to the same place. Yeah, just ask him. He'll he'll know where it is. It's um. I think it's Third Mesa. I don't know. It's it's a bit of a drive, about forty five minutes away from the uh, the what's it called the Kotsamovo uh, Indian Village. Okay. It just 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 go. He'll know where it is. There's a little gas station and a grocery store, and it's past the the hospital for the BIA. And what's funny about the Bureau of Indian Affairs hospital? They've got a beautiful new hospital there. Their water is from reverse osmosis, but they don't drink local water. Um, but there is a good story to this because across the street from the hospital, um, and they don't share their water, their clean water with the locals, there's a community well there, but I think Leon and Ernest put in a water filter there that's solar powered. So they're getting clean water finally after all these years. So there's a good story to this, and we are making, you're making a difference with, with this um, effort. So. Yeah. And Leon has, I'm so proud of him as. Yeah. Starting up in Seattle, he started the Clean Water Foundation, became committed to this. I don't know how he met the Hopi. Was it through Dr. Emoto? It was, was through me. Involved? It was through me. Ted, you, you don't know the story? You, you don't know? Okay, well, what happened, this was in the spring of 18. And through um, my work with the Emoto Project, uh, and um, Michiko Hayashi introduced me to these to the people who Dr. Moto used to work, uh, including uh, Vernon Mesvayasva and other people on the yes. Hopi. Uh, I got to the first things I learned was that men only lived to 44 years and women only lived to 53 years on the reservation because their water is so contaminated with radiation and arsenic that they they die, all die off early. They can't get clean water. Say that again. How long do the men live? 50, uh, 44, and women 53. Yeah, and then Martha Martha uh, asked me one day in the spring of 18, would you like to interview Leon McLaughlin of this Clean Water Foundation? And so I said, uh, okay. I said, yeah, all right, I can, sure, I can do that. So I did. I had him on the air, and um, uh, he said he does all of his work in abroad outside of the United States. Uh, and especially in Africa, and I said, well, that's all fine and well, Leon, but did you know about what's going on in the Hopi? And he said, no, I don't know anything about that. And I said, well, I told him about the Hopi situation, and I said, uh, I think it's, I think it'd be good if you could help them out, because they're right here in America, and they need really need a lot of help. And um, so we started fundraising after that, and the first, con the, one of the first donations we got was for $30,000 from a really wonderful lady named uh, uh, Teresa, uh, Teresa in um, Idaho. And, oh, yeah, she made it into this, to the foundation. Uh, it was tax deductible because it's 501c3. And then it started off after that. And so he's focused in on the Hopi. And there's also the Navajo, too, because they, they drink water from the same aquifers. So they have the same issue. That's right. Now, I think the, the Navajo, um, for some reason... As between the Hopi and the Navajo, the, the Navajo seem to be better funded. I, I'm not well, because sure. Because they have, they decided, uh, their tribal council allowed um, uh, casinos. I see, okay, yeah. The and Hopi, Hopi don't. don't allow that. Right. Mm -hmm. Hopi are more traditional spirituality. They're right. more, uh, they saw an opportunity and they took it on the Navajo reservation. Right. Have exactly, exactly. 
But um, they need help, and uh, I'm happy to do. I've been doing this now since 18, which is like five years now. So that's how Leon started it. It was all kind of one thing after another. And, um, but there, you know, you have to look at the Hopi I found out, um, tried, um, tried to get, um, the Obama administration back in 15 to fund, uh, clean water projects on the reservation and the Obama government refused. So then they sued Bureau of Indian Affairs and the, 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 the judge said that uh, people didn't have a right to clean water. It was an Obama-appointed judge. Every, You've got to be kidding. No, this is history. This is all talking. There is a right to clean water. I yeah, need to know. Right, right. So then I, I told Leon, I told everybody, I, I told Leon, I said, you know, uh, who cares about what the government does? Let's just do this privately. So we've been doing it ever since. 100% of all the donations go right to clean water, and it sure makes a good feeling for that for that to do, you know. And we've made a lot of money. We've made about $16,000 through our website and i'll hope we put that up on global giving we'll okay. add the links for people to be able to uh give directly to the to this project which is really so very important oh that's wonderful that's wonderful nancy that's and great. leon's been doing a, a series of fundraisers last year uh he's got one coming up uh april 7th april 22nd yeah uh and then april 29th in beverly hills mm. And so we'll give uh, our website too, so they can see that update on the Hopi. That's uh, that's that's really beautiful. Yeah, that's that's really beautiful. Well, you know, if we all work together, we can, and we'll make this planet a much better and happier place. And you know, it just takes exactly. effort. You know, and um, most people on the planet want to make the planet a better place. They want to improve the lives of others, and they want to be service to others, not service to self. It's not just about yourself. You know. Um, yeah. But uh, it's a time. Um, this is this is a marvelous opportunity to help others, um, you know. And and you know, it's funny. Um, I flew down to um, Arizona back in, I believe it was nineteen, to visit the the reservation, the Hopi. And on the flight down from Seattle to Phoenix, there were a couple of people there fly, who lived in Phoenix, and I told them about the Hopi's reservation and their problems with water, and they didn't know a thing about it. It's like Southern Arizona; they're in their own little world. Yeah. None of the media outlets talk about it, um, but uh, I, I, I told them about it. So it's education to the media needs to be informed about it. Exactly. And we yeah. actually nominated the Clean Water Foundation for the Clean, uh, Global Project of the Year. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be named by uh, the Water Project of the Year in Berlin in um, nice. April 5th for having a huge impact. But this is a totally grassroots effort. It's just... Yeah our small organization and individuals that are helping this this happen absolutely and also i had one of my um father's friends come and meet ernest on the reservation and look at what we're doing with the reverse osmosis filters and the gravity nice. fed filters nice. nice and he just said it was very great work he saw the difference and how they're purifying this water in a beautiful beautiful way that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. There's there's a lot of good people out there who want to help. And there's more good people, I think, than the bad ones. <laughs> so, I totally. You know, you know, and, and way back in, in college when I was going to school at um, uh, UC Berkeley, that we had a class once, a philosophy class, and uh, that we had a, a lively discussion about whether the basic the basic nature of people were to be um, be good or bad. And I always took the side it was good. And, and and I still believe that, 
we have bad I apples. I still believe that too. And you, you know. know what happens when those of us get together that want to do good? Right. That's what happens with airline ambassadors. Mm-hmm. The energy goes up. The excitement and the joy and the celebration goes up when we come together and we bring down more of the pattern. You know, that whole story about the butterfly, how butterflies happen, the, the cells yeah. of the, of the uh, caterpillar try mm-hmm. to eat off the imaginal cells of the, of the, uh, when they're forming in its body. Mm-hmm. But the imaginal cells get together and their energy goes up in the celebration and they ultimately overpower the other cells and bring forward a butterfly. How beautiful. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I hope so that what we're doing for the Hopi. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, could you give out your website, please, so people could contact you if they'd like to help? Absolutely. It's www.airlineambapplemotherboy.org. Please join us. I'll have a link up there for people to uh, donate to this project, and it will make a huge difference. The profits go directly to helping the Hopi people. And oh, we beautiful. invite you to join our grassroots effort. Wonderful, my friend. Okay, great. Well, keep up your good work, and uh, don't hang up. Uh, we've got some more things to talk about, but, but thank you again so much for coming on my show today, and it was great to have you. Thanks again on behalf of all my listeners for your wonderful humanitarian work. It's a pleasure. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Nancy. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, great, Nancy. Well, it's um, we've got we got a uh, let's see, fifteen minute interview, fourteen fifteen minute, which is perfect. And then I'll I'll play it this Saturday. Leon will be there, and I'm gonna I got to get a hold of Vernon Mesveosva today, Hopi Elder. Oh, that'd be, oh, you were gonna send me his coordinates because I yeah I, I, I will yeah yeah I got a lot of things on my mind, but yeah I will. Don, thank you so much, my friend. That gives me a couple minutes to wrap up the show today. Um, Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit, listener-supported show. Uh, I've been broadcasting for 10 years, and uh, I started the show on the advice of my angels, who told me I needed to start writing books and start my own radio show. So I've been doing it now for 10 years, and I want to thank everyone so much for their beautiful support. I know if we all work together, we can create a much better and happier world. And if you'd like to support the show, just go to my VBS website or uh, please go to my uh, main website, which is www.outofthisworld1150.com and contribute whatever you like. I think on VBS it's like $2.99 a month or $5.99. I, I can't remember now. $9.99, $99.99, $99.99. But, uh, but any, any contributions are really, accept, uh, really, really appreciated. I also have trips coming up, spiritual trips coming up to go to um, uh, Mount Shasta this summer. I'll be going at the end of June, at the end of August. Everyone who came on my trips last year all experienced uh, miracle healings. For those who wanted healings, they got them. But you, uh, but a little caveat is that you have to be positive and open to it, and I guarantee it'll, it'll happen. Um, I also will be going to Peru in May. Uh, if you're interested... Uh, we are going into the hollow. We're going into the hollow earth and hope to go into Agartha. I actually started going to Agartha uh, three years ago when I was there. Uh, the, the circumstances we weren't prepared to go in, but uh, this time we'll be prepared. And if you want to come, uh, please uh, send me an email to out of this world eleven fifty uh, at gmail dot com. <coughs> 
um, and I can give you uh, complete details. You can also find details at um, www.outofthisworldreadings.com uh, as far as, as for more information. Um, I have several books uh, published already, uh, including Journey to the Other Side of, of Talking to Angels and Benevolent uh, Spirits, and you can get that at www.outofthisworldreadings.com. Um, Out of This World uh, uh, is a non-profit listener-supported show. Uh, we really appreciate your help, and I really appreciate Don and Doug for all their fantastic, as always, help. I'm also uh, on uh, Cloud Hub. Um, as well as um, Brighteon, Bitshoot, uh, Twitter, Truth Social, um, Gab, and, and Getter. <laughs> so anyway, I'm all those other other channels as as well. Um, I want to thank everyone so much for all their beautiful love and support. I know that it's it's tough times still for a lot of people around the world, but things are getting better. Um, also, if you're suffering any kind of uh, health effects from the shedding or the shots that there are good inexpensive remedies available. I've, I've written a couple of sheets up from uh, good doctors, medical doctors, it's their recommendations uh, regarding um, how to help. And just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I'm happy to send it to anyone who, who would like it. Also, I have a spiritual mentoring program where I teach people how to uh, talk to the other side and to angels and also um, my Galactic Wisdom Conference just finished um, last weekend, but you can still watch it for up to six months. The, the replays are not available yet, but they will be uh, next week. Uh, just go to, to register for that. You can watch up to 20, over 20 hours worth of speakers uh, with some of the world's most famous scientists and healers at galacticwisdomconference.com. If you have any comments or suggestions for guests on the show, always welcome. Love to hear from from um, from people, please go to um, uh, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150.com. And uh, a week from tomorrow, I'll be having my first uh, Sunday of the month uh, get together with all my listeners and supporters. On behalf of, uh, of all, all my listeners and 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 um, uh, all my supporters, I really appreciate your beautiful help. And I know that if we all work together, we can create a better world. Thank you, everyone, so much for all your great help and support and much love to everyone. Thanks, Don and Doug, for all your fantastic help. I hope you all have a beautiful and fantastic day. Also, before I forget, day after tomorrow, I'll be on Radio Soul International out of Vienna, Austria at www.radiosol.at. That program will be uh, bringing in a fellow who's experienced dozens and dozens of, of, uh, of miracles, uh, Richard Odette, O-D-E-T. He's, he's a well-known author. And we'll be talking about God and miracles on um, on Monday. I hope you can listen. The program starts at 12 noon Pacific time to 2 p.m. Pacific time in Vienna. That would be from uh, 9 p.m. to uh, 11 p.m. Pacific time, or sorry, uh, Central European time. I hope everyone has a beautiful day. Thank you again, everyone, so much for your beautiful love and support. Bye bye. <laughs> 